Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. everybody's blood but we're gonna find out who's the thing watching Norris in there gave me the idea that maybe every part of him was a whole every little piece was an individual animal with a built-in desire to protect its own life you see when a man bleeds it's just tissue. No blood from one of you things won't obey when it's attacked. It'll try and survive. Crawl away from a hot needle, say. All right, well, here we go. We're on episode... Uh, let me make sure... Uh, flip the page. We're on episode 202. We're here with uh, John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Uh, I'm Noah, your main host, and with me, as always, is my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. Yeah, fuck you, too. That's that, <laughs> That's the awesome line <laughs> at the end of this. You know, uh, we don't get we don't get the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Asta La Vista baby or anything like that. Yeah. We get, yeah, fuck yeah. you, too, which I thought was classic. Yep. So I just had to throw that back to you, uh, Noah. I know. That's, that's <laughs> very appropriate. Uh, I love it. So that that's definitely like going to be our sign-off for a little while. <laughs> Uh, you know, so I'm okay with that. Uh, also with us is uh, Bo, who's with us a lot. How you doing, Bo? Doing okay. Glad to hear it. Don't forget to uh, download, rate, and review. You don't have to listen. And uh, <laughs> how about you untie me from this fucking couch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Also with us is a very special guest. Uh, we got Ryan Guy from Turtle Soup fame. Uh, one of the, uh, a long running podcast. If you're into uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it is the uh, podcast to listen to. Uh, I'll I'll let him tell you a little bit about it. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, uh, cheating bitch. That that's my line. <laughs> uh, uh, you just open the movie. Uh, one of the first lines spoken yes. that's not in Norwegian is cheating bitch. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the Troll Suit Podcast. We've been running for over ten years. Uh, it is a deep dive into uh, everything TMNT, um, whether it be comic books, movies, video games. We're doing it all chronologically. We start in 1985. Uh, we are currently in the year 1997, covering the Next Mutation live-action show, which oh. uh, was made by the same people that made Power Rangers, and it's just as weird. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but there's, you know, turtle suits, and there's a female turtle now, and it's every it's everything crazy. Uh, but yeah, I've I've really enjoyed being on this podcast before. Um, I went back and looked at the ones I was on. I was like, okay, I was like, Rocky Horror, yeah, yeah, Final Tap, and then I was like. There will be blood. I'm like, oh man, right. I, I remember that episode <laughs> so well, and I was so happy to be on it and like being able to like really flesh it out. That was that was awesome, and I'm glad to be on here again. You guys are great, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about the movie. Nice. Well, that was one of the reasons. Can I ask we, uh, can I, oh, go ahead, Noah. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say one of the reasons we asked you back is because we've had so much fun with those other episodes, and I remember you had always said that uh, this movie was one of your favorites, and yeah. we were looking stuff to do. This is our, our spooky season. Uh, we get into October. We get into stuff like this, and I had never seen 
uh, this movie. So I was mm. like, this makes it perfect. <laughs> bring you on, bring the experts on. I'll watch it for the first time, see if it holds up, and uh, and we'll get into it. And so, yeah, what do you got, Bo? Yeah, I just had a quick question as a turtle question. No, I could have asked you this, but did you start in 1985? Because that's pretty much when the turtles, like, began existence. Is that, uh, is that the start yeah. of the turtles? Or? So okay, 80... gotcha. Yeah, so 8084 technically yep. is the role-playing game that came uh-huh. out um, uh, by Palladium. Uh, it was actually the first appearance of the TMNT, but the first uh, comic, like, so Mirage Comics sure. number one okay. uh, was was 85, and that's where yeah. we decided to pick up. Um, and we've been running from that role-playing game ever since. Yep. <laughs> and was it Mirage Sandman, or am I mixing that up? Oh, no, uh, Sandman was uh, Vertigo. Uh, comics. Oh, okay. uh, gotcha. Mirage was created literally just to make the Turtles comics. It yeah. was oh, okay. Eastman and Laird just made it. They wound gotcha. up publishing other stuff later. Um, a lot of weird comics that I don't yeah. think I've read much of, <laughs> but uh, a lot of weird stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was mainly like, you know, it was called a Mirage uh, comics because they uh, were working out of their bedroom and they didn't ah. have a studio. So it was the idea of like, yeah, people come over and the studio disappears. You know, it was like <laughs> just a, one, it was a one room apartment yeah. where I'm like, oh, wow. Either they shared a bedroom like Bert and Ernie, or uh, <laughs> or just took turns sleeping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah. yeah. Hey, we all do that yes. when you're young. I I know uh, when I was first out of high school, first time I moved out of my house house, I shared a one bedroom uh, place with uh, two of my buddies, and there was only one big bed in the house. So, and I today can't remember when I actually slept in that house. I'm like, I don't even know if I slept in the bed ever or when and what, how we <laughs> pulled shifts or what it was. I do remember we had a lot of parties and a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, it, you do what you got to do. So it, it is nice. what it is. Uh, one of the things we do on this podcast is we always create a cocktail or a drink that we pair to the movie that we're watching. And it's no different tonight. Uh, and we got some great ones. I'm sure I'm going to jump in mine. Cause I really want to get going on this. I had a rough day. Uh, so I want to get Hi. in on this drink. <laughs> so go. Uh, I was, I was, uh, my the the thing that stood out to me in this movie was the beard. It, oh. it is McCready's beard, and so oh, I I actually found a drink that was called a beard sour, and so I wanted to go in there and I changed it up a little bit. And now I'm calling it uh, McCready's beard sour, and so it's a basically it. it's basically a Scotch whiskey sour. And I had to get the the J and B Scotch that he's drinking in there. It's it's the most prominent alcohol in there. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I made sure I ran around until I found the right bottle. Got that bottle. Uh, used that. It's two ounces of that that blended Scotch. Uh, uh, three quarters ounce uh, lemon juice. Uh, half ounce of pomegranate juice and a quarter ounce of uh, sir, uh, of honey. I poured in there, and that's straight from our bees uh, that we have in our yard. We we ended up getting about uh, something like eight gallons of uh, honey in our last harvest. I, oh, I, wow. Exactly. I was like, you know, I'm like, what are we going to do with all? Like, literally, we got enough honey to just last. Farmer's forever. market, Noah. Farmer's market. Yeah, no, we, we, we give it away. Uh, then you also <laughs> added some uh, bucket, dashes of bitters. Yeah. Like a bucket, <laughs> bucket. <laughs> a bucket bottle. Um, then uh, I put the fee foam in this so that it gets like an actual sour. I don't like the the egg whites in my drink, so I, I use a, a fake uh, fee foam in this, and it gets it nice and foamy and, and kind of solid, and it tastes just like a regular whiskey sour, except for this is a scotch, and, and it is delicious. I'm, I'm really mm. happy with it. You mentioned the J&B, a, uh, the J&B yeah. scotch. That I, I, I read some early reviews, and I know early on this movie did not have as much uh, support from the from the critics, no. but a lot of there were some 
people that claimed that it was more of an infomercial for for J&B uh, scotch because they certainly whipped that out be... quite, quite a bit. Yeah, they, they said ET was the first to get uh, product placement money, right? Isn't it? Reese's. Uh, it's, yeah, from Reese's. It looks like it might. Have, as I watch this movie, I'm like, eh, I'm pretty sure it was J and B. Was it? Well, wasn't this released just after ET? Like two or three weeks after yeah. ET? Same year. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah, right yeah. around the same time. Yeah, and ET right. is partially blamed for why the movie didn't uh, do so well because ET oh, decided really? to be like, what if aliens were like sweet and there was like a sweet <laughs> message. And the thing was like, what if it's almost two hours and no one trusts each other? And everyone's like, I don't know which one I want to do. I think I'd rather do that. Uh, nice one. Um, also, the recession. There's all these reasons. Like, yeah, why yeah. people. I also heard the same week uh, Blade Runner released. So, this yeah. the, the same weekend, these two came out three weeks after E.T. Wow. And both of them tanked. So, uh, they're all kind of blaming E.T. a little bit on it because these have held up pretty well in cult classics. I mean, E.T. still is, but I don't I don't yeah. know. I don't hear about it as much as these, I, I guess. So there was no remake of E.T. either. Well, and both Blade Runner and, and uh, this movie had R ratings, too. So that's going to. Yeah, true. that's going to cut Blade it down. Had an R rating. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Um, yeah, certainly. So really fast, I want to interject because I have a question about Noah's like to, at least to me newfound like like honey gathering uh, situation. Um, <laughs> Our bees, Noah, yeah. Do you still have the chickens? We have twenty five <laughs> chickens right now. Okay. So we just got a new set of chicks uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we were originally only we usually only get twelve when we get another set. Uh, but we also were raising a set of 12 for a friend of ours who didn't want to deal with the baby chicks. So we got 25 in case one of them turned into a rooster. So next uh, to we the bucket her- of honey, I've got a bucket of eggs from them as well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, we kept 13, gave them uh, 12, and we added those to our original 12 that we still have. And so now we're back up to 25 chickens right now. My next, my <laughs> follow-up question is, are how far are you in your uh, post-apocalypse survival bingo card? Uh, we, we got a lot of stuff set up. I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like that's what you're just slowly doing. You're like, I will be able to sustain myself forever when this goes down. <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 and my wife has got a huge garden. She does really good with that. I mean, we, uh, we could, we could eat awesome. you know, for a week or two without ever having to leave the house and buy anything. So that's, oh, it that's may not great. be a big, that. wide range of stuff, but we could eat, so... Love that's, it. That's the beauty of that. it. So, all right. Who's got a drink for us? I'll jump in. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually uh, started with a few cocktails that were kind of based on themes this movie reminded me of. Um, so I pulled out three cocktails. One of them's called the isolation cocktail. One of them's called the paranoia cocktail. And one of them's called the imitation game. And I thought they all three of those things kind of played a big role in this movie and how it made <laughs> me feel. So uh, I drew some ingredients and I came up with my own cocktail, which kind of came together kind of like a Long Island iced tea with a lot of ingredients. So I I used the ratios based on that. So I'm going to give you the ingredients and then I'm going to give you a name. Um, So half half ounce, you know, one of the cocktails was bourbon based, but I figured since this is so scotch, um, scotch heavy with that, I, I I, I substituted for some scotch instead. So it's two ounces of scotch. I'm sorry, one half ounce, half ounce of scotch, half ounce of gin, half ounce of tequila, half ounce of rum, then a quarter ounce of Cointreau, quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur, quarter ounce of Chambord, one ounce of lemon juice, and then you top it with ginger ale. So again, kind of like the same sort of profile as a Long Island iced tea. And it's very smooth like that as well. Uh, It goes down 
too easy, you know, it just, so, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I froze mm. the, the glass. Um, it's, it's a, it's a rocks glass and I, I added some water through it in the freezer cause I wanted to make it look like it was uh, a frozen glass and I called it, um, the frozen hell or frozen hell, which mm. is, which is based off the, the name that of the alternate version of the original, of the original story who goes there. They just, I think just a few years ago, they released the, uh, uh, alternate version from John Campbell. Uh, they found a manuscript with with additional scenes, and they and it's called Frozen Ooh. Hell. So I thought that was a good name for the cocktail as well. Nice. And again, really tasty, really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> those are the best drinks. Yeah, those I, I I've, I've talked about those before. Those, those get me. Those get <laughs> yeah. me. I, I'm a, I'm an occasional drinker. I'm I I, it's, I, don't, I don't swear off it. Um, I'm definitely more of a social drinker. But like those scare me. I had a work event. Uh, we have this once a year big fundraising thing at work, and um, it's held at the Hilton. This is whole nine yards, and it operates on drink tickets, where basically oh, yeah, yeah. you give people drink tickets and they can go to the bar. Well, guess who holds the drink ticket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. Yep, yep. <laughs> so they had this lady who was making screwdrivers over there that were just um, lethal. Uh, they, I, I could feel. You know, you could feel the alcohol taking effect. Yeah. But like you don't taste it really, and you're like, this isn't <laughs> great. And I was just handling things, and all of a sudden, I was like five in, and I was like, I need to stop this <laughs> uh, because it's it, it could just be too smooth. Yeah, it, just yeah. too smooth. I love being the it, it involved with the person who has the drink tickets. Uh, my wife at mm. her company the last couple times has been part of that, so uh, I was able to hold the tickets and hand them out oh, last time. No. Uh, and I did very well for myself. My daughter happened to be at the party too, though, and uh, she was lit. From wow, it, it, it's fun seeing your children kind of go through the stuff you did as a child, where you realize that there is a limit of what you should drink, <laughs> right? Because you, yes. you you know they're in a safe way with it and stuff, and you just get yeah, you're it. around. It's, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It was actually really cool. We were in a bar, and we never we never reached the minimum to pay the tab. You know, the tab was a minimum. We never reached that with the alcohol. So we were doing like hundred and fifty dollars shots um, at some oh point because it was there. Wow. Were, it was like Where what's was the this? what's the um, oh uh, beer beer baron and what's the one right there on the square um, downtown Santa Rosa? Oh there, yeah, yeah, beer baron. That's it. Beer Baron. Yeah. And uh, they have, we were literally doing $150 shots of a whiskey that it was from a company that had burned down. There was only like a hundred bottles left. It was shit whiskey. It was Taylor? horrible. I, I don't even Probably remember what it was, Taylor. but it was the, bad. They have, they have it, a whole, yeah. It was like, this is wow. not a $150 whiskey. And then we did a hundred and fifty. Uh, it was a $125 tequila shot. Now that was good. It, it tasted like a sweet, watery kind of like a uh, juice rather than like any kind of alcohol. And then it just kind of came in with a smoothness in the back. I was like, yeah, that's dangerous, but it's, it was a difference between we just only have a few of these bottles. So they're very rare and no, this is just really well made. In <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, as, so. as, as far as the size of my drink, it's pretty, it's pretty small. So even though it's potent, I think I'll be able to, uh, to keep my wits about myself for the podcast. So not <laughs> that's why bad. you make two. <laughs> yeah. All right, Bo, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, I did, as usual, I did a cocktail and a beer. My, uh, cocktail is called a mad dog cocktail. Um, 
Dogs aren't really mad, but, you know, it kind of works. You know, there's a lot Someone of dog mad. action in this. So, yeah. The dogs were very happy almost, when that thing started transforming. No, so they that, started that's right, exactly. Yep, yep, absolutely. And uh, I almost went with a Great Dane cocktail because uh, we had um, the one of the main ingredients is Akabit. So uh, a little homage to the Swedes there. And then, um, nice. you know, we... <laughs> the uh, Norwegians. Yeah. Norwegians, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> very, very um, Yeah, so... Any, <laughs> Um, so anyway, we uh, so I almost went with the Great Dane cocktail because we have a Great Dane, as most people know on here. But uh, you know, didn't go with that. Went with the Mad Dog cocktail, which is a, a, an ounce and a half of vodka, half an ounce of cherry juice. I used uh, maraschino cherry juice, which I found out isn't really cherry juice, but it still <laughs> tastes pretty good. And then just a little dash of Tabasco, which I think made sense based on uh, the fire. You know, the fire yeah. for the burning of everything, oh, and the yeah. fire for the Tabasco. So that worked out pretty well. And then uh, for my beer, um, I did a, it's called a Hell's Dream from Tripping Animal Brewery. It's um, had a German Shepherd on the label, so I just went with that. It had no, no, other real, no other real thing. So, you know, there's German Shepherds all over this, so, you know, a German Shepherd. And then, uh, of course, I had to get a bottle of J&B to do some J&B on the rocks as needed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so, as uh, soon as I saw that, I knew that was going to be part of my drink. I just didn't know what yeah. part of the drink it was going to be. I'm not a huge yeah. scotch drinker and I already had a bottle of scotch in my liquor cabinet. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to add that and just get it kind of buried in the back. So <laughs> sure. it's, it's a scotch that drinks like cheap bourbon yeah. to me. It's not like any scotch. It's not peaty. It's not earthy. It's not any of that stuff. It tastes like just, you know, it's, it's like a it's, cheap bourbon. <laughs> yeah, it's a cheap bourbon, cheap, cheap, cheap scotch. So it's pretty good. Nice. But uh, next time you go over to Noah's house, you can try some. It's really not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's really not too bad. But uh, anyway, yeah. So those those are my cocktails for the evening. Cool. All right, Ryan, you're up. I know you got something for us. Yeah, I mean, you guys know I always bring something wild to the show. It's insane. <laughs> so for this one, I went real method, okay? So I like I was telling you guys before we started recording, it's been unseasonably cold here in, in Tampa, Florida. Um uh, all the way down to the low 50s, and you guys aren't going to believe this. Um, so what I did was I went outside thinking, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? So I went outside, you know, boxer briefs only. You know what I'm saying? And I got chilled <laughs> yeah. down in the middle of the night, right? And I felt real desperate. You know what I mean? Felt like the, you know, the fire had the temperature up all around camp, but it won't last long. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm like, all right, let's go. Came back in, and um, so cold, I grabbed the coldest ice cubes from the freezer, only the coldest ones. Put them in this here Yeti cup and then poured the strongest Southern sweet tea into that. And as I drank the first sips, I, uh, I just peered out into the distance and the, into the darkness. And, uh, that's, that's what it is. That's what I did. So I, I, it's it's the same sweet tea. Don't worry guys. It's the same tea. But (laughs) I, I was cold and I promise you, I was cold the entire time I was dealing with it. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. Very poetic. That's that awesome. Nice. <laughs> I, I know you always bring something great. That's cool. I, I love the fact that, uh, so as I'm watching this right away, you know, the dog, uh, first off, I was like, they better not shoot that dog. And then I'm like ah. thinking, this guy in this uh, helicopter, I'm like, holy fuck, he's the worst shot ever. Who fucking put him in there? And the pilot the storm know how to hover. That's you know, Stormtrooper, right? I mean, that's what it comes <laughs> right. down to. Right, he is a Stormtrooper. <laughs> Uh, but so doesn't the pilot, just, couldn't I, the pilot have just hovered too? I mean, the pilot had to do these kind of crazy yeah. flybys, like get ahead of yeah. him, because yeah. yeah. they have to head off a bunch of times. They have to like they get like, so close, like they get so close. Like, I know. Yes. Get a get a half mile in front of them. <laughs> yeah, you can tell none of them ever hunted. Uh, it, no, but it was just like, which is good because I was yeah. like, if they kill this. 
I was like, God damn. And it, well, at first I thought it was a wolf, and then he's going around. I'm like, no, that's a do- that looks like a dog that's smiling as it's running, like yeah. it's having fun. And I'm like, so what's going on here? Uh, I lo- I love the opening to that. I thought it was really cool, and uh, you know they got going and everything. Uh, but the, the coolest part to me though is how they made this look like it was so cold, and then to come to find out that. Uh, all the interior shots, all the set shots and stuff like this was done in, in Los Angeles in 100-degree sure. weather. Oh, wow. They they had extra air conditions on the set to get it down to 40 degrees. So people yeah. were in this 40-degree set doing all these shoots, and then they'd go outside in 100-degree weather and sweat and come back in. They said, like, uh, the, the pneumonia and, and the getting colds and sickness was off the chain because of the chain the, – temperature disc you know changes that they were going through but just for the fact that they would go that far to make sure that the set was so yeah. cold that that's what they did i was like that's awesome the other cool fact is the set that they used I found this out so the original the the set that they're in the the actual mining town or the town that they're in or the the what do they call it um Oh, it's a research facility. Yeah, the, yeah, the research the, yeah okay. Yeah. So the where they're at, that was actually built in an area. They let it snow on it. Right. It like they built it, <laughs> came back like six months later when it was all snowed in and then did some of the outside shoots and all that. And I thought that was oh, really wow. cool. Then actually blew it up, mm-hmm. did all the fire and all that, and then used it for the uh, the Swedes or the, the Norwegians. Uh, yes, uh, research dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's very so much like, a testament to this movie being all about practical effects. I mean, there's yeah. so much oh, yeah. in God, it, yes. and it just it just blows the chart away on on the, the 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 beauty of practical effects, and and it still holds up these days when you're looking at it. That's that's it really does. Yeah. You got to give all the credit to Rob Bottin, and I know we're going to get into his work later, uh, just because we talk about it, because all of his creatures are. So ridiculous. He also was a victim of double lung pneumonia on set, uh, had to be hospitalized for exposure. He was 21 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the wildest part. 21. He's working with John Carpenter for the second time. He'd worked with him on the fog before. Oh, right. And he had a team of 31 people under his watch making these effects, but he insisted on triggering and activating all of them himself in that. Wow. Either in Juneau, Alaska, so that's right, cold, yeah. or <laughs> on the forty degree set, and then going out, you know, going outside to smoke a cigarette at hundred degrees and coming back in, and he absolutely <laughs> destroyed his body doing it. Um, but to be twenty one years old and have the practical effects mastery he has in this film is beyond belief that he could yeah, do that yeah. at that age. It's insane. Yeah, a lot of people praise him for this and say how well it was, and and. Um, how much this film still holds up you're right there's a there's a few things you're like oh you know if it was done today it might you know with cg definitely would probably cleaned up but you know even some of the practical stuff today but what he had to work with and what he did was phenomenal because it still really does look good i was watching this and i'm like this this movie holds up where some of the movies that we've watched in the past, I know we've talked about Poltergeist in the past, where some of the effects in that just aren't as, yeah. you know, like, oh, that's not as good as I remember it. Uh, right. Although it still has some great stuff in, too. That same year. That was the same still. year release, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it, it was a great year for movies, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it I mean, was. I mean, sure. I, mean, I, mean I, I came out 
Then. So you're being like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Wait, I haven't seen that movie and I don't know if I. So, so Noah, like you, I don't think I had ever seen the movie all the way through, but I was very familiar with it. And I, and you know, so when I watched it just recently, a lot of things rung a bell because I'd seen clips and stuff, but I'd never seen the whole the movie the whole way through. But as a kid, I remember it very clearly because first off, I was I was 12, so I, I wasn't allowed to see it because it was R-rated. And I, <laughs> I was in one of those households where they wouldn't let me go to R-rated movies. But I did get Starlog magazine and Fangoria magazine, and both oh, of those wow. magazines. Yes. Oh, you're allowed to have those, but you weren't allowed to go oh, to yeah, R-rated. Right. Yeah. I love that stuff. I mean, Starlog was much more for like the sci-fi stuff, uh, and and the thing was in that, but Fangoria, that was the that was all the makeup stuff. And so that was a big hit. Yeah. This movie was a big hit in that magazine. So I remember pouring over all the all the effects and stuff from those magazines. And that that was my memory from when nice. I was a kid. But it, but it, this was the first time I had seen it all the way through. I, I think I didn't see this because uh, at that time I was so into skateboarding and every cent I had went into <laughs> skateboarding and keeping me skateboarding. So I didn't go see a lot of movies. I could have seen it if it was R-rated. My dad wouldn't have cared, uh, but it just wasn't in what I was into at the time. So, uh, But I, I also know that this was a huge movie. I always thought it was something completely different. I always was thinking, um, uh, what is it, Man-Thing? from uh, the comics. I always thought it was a movie about that where it was, you know, oh. the big, uh, you know, plant creature type thing. And so yeah. that's, yeah. I was completely, I was shocked when I was like, oh, this is not that at all. You mean Swamp Thing? But I knew this Swamp Thing. Yeah, you talk about Swamp Thing. <clears throat> okay. Well, isn't, isn't Swamp Thing in, is one and DC and Man Thing is this like the, the rip off of Marvel? I just, I just don't remember a Man Thing movie, so. Ma- no, Man no. Thing was a Man Thing was definitely a Marvel character. Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember. He's, what he's in uh, that like, uh, Werewolf by Night. He's in the oh, okay. Werewolf by Night. He's the he's oh. the plant guy in Werewolf by. That is and, Man Thing and Swamp Thing. Doesn't that have Adrian Barbeau, who is yeah. uh, who is uh, John Carpenter's girlfriend at the time, and she actually was the voice of oh. the chess of the chess uh, computer. So, computer, yes. yeah. yeah. The probably yeah, the three thousand dollar chess computer that gets destroyed in the first. Well, two yeah, we love Mac. <laughs> We've all played those computer games, right? I don't yeah. ever remember no voice in it. It just came up with the yeah. little text. You're dead. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. You've, you've you been killed by moves. dysentery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've right. died of dysentery, right? No, but it's a yes. it's a great introduction to our uh, to our hero. Um, yep. With like yep. Ryan said, the line, you know, cheating bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I, which I, is funny. I just, uh, it, it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't think. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. I so so I uh, uh, really fast. My 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 the thing origin story. So um, when I was uh, well, 16, 15, uh, probably fifteen. Uh, uh, you used to go to the to the, to the used uh, record store, and they had used movies too. And uh, oh. I bought a copy of Night of the Living Dead, which is like one of my favorite horror films. And I I remember like just not understanding, not being able to comprehend that they can make a movie that old, right? Came out in 67. Uh, that was that foreboding and that mm. dark. I, I just remember being like, no, like old movies were like gone with the wind, right? This is like my, <laughs> my you know, stupid, you know, high school self or ninth grade self going, no, like they couldn't make movies like this back then. So I remember I went there and I asked, I was kind of like, do you have any more movies like this that, that are that are like heavy like this? And they came by and the camera was like, bruh, the thing, bruh. And he like slid it across <laughs> the counter. And I was like, oh, John Carpenter, because I'd already seen Halloween and I always really loved it. And I was like, yeah. oh, John Carpenter, hell yeah. And I came back, came back to the house and it was 
just the same ominous. I'm like, oh, this is so good. And and I've loved it since yeah. then. I've worn out several copies on VHS in my lifetime. Uh, it, yeah. It's it's really cool. I, so I think you did a perfect imitation of Steve when he worked at the video store in Santa Rosa. <laughs> hey, when, uh, when you right. said, hey, bro, check out the hey, thing. <laughs> I, I got I you, could bro. see Steve. His <laughs> days of no, So the first time I saw it, oh, God, no, what? Uh, I was actually going to talk about John Carpenter. So I know he's a big uh, he, he's a big director for for Halloween and this and you know the horror genre is his thing. But what I like his favorite my favorite movie of his is actually Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, I which, which but it does was after have a this. Yes, yes, but that I mean, just out of everything he's ever done, that is by far my favorite movie. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it's just one of those things that it, it hits on every level for me. Uh, yeah. All the nostalgia. I watched it as a kid. You know, talk about wearing out a, a, a videotape. That's one of the ones I wore out for sure. And it's not for the reasons most kids wear out videos of like, you know, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or anything yeah, like right. that. <laughs> yeah, right. Wear it's that just, tape it, through. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> right. I I just I, I that's one of my favorite movies. And realistically, I didn't even realize it was John Carpenter until looking into this. I went, I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's that's insane. I, I you know, I knew it had uh, Kurt Russell and he is literally one of my favorites actors. I mean, in, in the stuff he he's oh, still yeah. killing it yeah. today. And I was just like, man, it's so good. Go ahead. Kurt oh, Russell's the best. Yeah. You know, he. He had, I mean, obviously, well, the one thing about, I was going to mention this about Big Trouble in Little China. He looks younger in Big Trouble in Little China than he looks right. in this movie, yes. for one. But um, you were talking about first time seeing it. We were very, I would have been able to see it in the theaters, I think, at that age, too. I was 13 at the time. But um, I would say that uh, the first time I saw it was on video. We we were late adopters to everything, and I got a VCR. We got a VCR as a family years after all of our neighbors had it. And... Um, my as when we got the BCR Christmas one year, my dad had one of his coworkers make bootlegs of movies, <laughs> and you know I don't know if I, I don't know how they would have known I would like this movie, but my my bootleg had Time Bandits, the nice. Thriller video, and <laughs> nice. the Thing on the same oh, on the same tape. That's a great combo. <laughs> that's awesome. I know that is a great combo. Oh, so that's that. that's the first time I saw it is is then and uh, yeah that was our. That was my introduction. The thriller to it. video, yeah, like no, the whole just, the whole feature where he's the whole thing from yeah. beginning. Yeah. The, the whole oh, yeah, the fifteen yeah. minute or that, twenty minute. That's great. The fifteen or twenty minute thriller video. So it was I all remember on seeing one, the premiere of that on, on MTV. I, yeah. I remember yeah. sitting down in front of the TV with my mom, watching the premiere of it. Like it was like a it was like a national event. That was I mean that was a, a yep. strong memory I still carry of my mom was watching that video in front of our. I, it couldn't have been more than a little fifteen inch, you know. Screen yeah, TV, yeah. so yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was that's no, incredible. You. All right, yep, that's well, awesome. let's get let's get into this thing thing here. Um, this is this is a very interesting movie, and and one of the things I I look back on and like, whoa, it, it is it is a drama. It's a it's a action movie. It it has all the horror elements and stuff like that. It's just like. It, it it hits on all the levels. The one thing I kind of wish I wouldn't have known is, and it's the very first scene where they show the the little uh, saucer going towards the Earth and crashing, because it oh. kind of it kind of ruined. I mean, it's like hmm. if they would have just left that out, it would have had a a higher level of spin. It almost is like 
why would you put that? It, it's almost like you know something's going to happen just because they did that. It's like it would have added a little bit, and I, I just was kind of like, hmm. I'm not sure about that. And you know, a lot, of, and that was also one of the worst uh, uh, effects that uh, didn't hold up compared to yeah. That uh, that's one of the two worst effects in the whole thing. That when they're standing, mm, like uh, looking at the hole. <laughs> The yeah. big hole that they're looking into that the spaceship is in. Anything involving the that spaceship is just a terrible them, yeah. effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the okay. matte painting in front of them. Okay. Where okay, you can so see I the gotta, white line around them. I, I have <laughs> to stick up for the matte work. I am a, I am a really big fan of, 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 of matte painting in film. Uh, I I know I know that just like yeah you can see it in like Empire Strikes Back and stuff like yeah, that yeah. now with, 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 with eyes that have seen better effects. Uh, you know, yeah. I just still have a huge respect for the artistry. How like Hitchcock used a lot of matte work as well, and and I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. And um, I love the art, the the matte work in this movie. I know it doesn't look like it's really there, but for some reason, I'm I just love it. I just think it's great. I I'm with you on that. I I saw that too, and I was like, oh, that's bad that you can tell, but it's still a really good uh, look. I mean, if you saw this. In '82, on the big screen, you would yeah. be like, "Holy crap!" They're standing in front oh my of gosh. us. Yeah, so Absolutely. many, so many movies of that era. I remember when I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is a different, a totally yeah. different category, obviously, and it's mm. all it's not all practical effects and stuff. But I remember in the in that movie being like talking to my dad after the movie, and I was like, "How did they build the ship so big? And how big yeah. do you think it was? <laughs> and like, like oh. how did they like like all these questions to my dad and." And he was kind of like, uh, it was fake, I guess. Like, I don't know what he said, but, you know, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> and you look at movies today, I mean, it's it's so clear the ones that use computer-generated effects kind of overboard, and they, and you, you can tell right away. Yep. Where it's, yeah. it's, more the more, it's more the movies where they use it more subtly, where it's more background stuff, and it just kind of yeah. blends in. Those are the ones that blow me away. The, the yep. um, you know, the, the movies like... Dune, there, there's a special effects heavy yeah. movie, oh, yeah. but but the special effects are done so realistically because it's not about all this creature craze, you know, stuff. It's it's much more yeah. about just kind of having things blend and real real sets and real. Or I mean, even even moving forward, you know, several years, I mean, into Jurassic Park, where yeah. Yeah. practical oh. effects and 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 CG are intermixed to a degree that yeah. they're 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 the same thing and they're all awesome. Yep. It's the mm -hmm. tasteful use of it. Yeah. And I, I think that, like, especially Carpenter, you know, the budget wasn't huge for this movie. No. Um, no. And Carpenter is the kind of guy that, um, one story I remember about him was when they were filming Halloween, they actually filmed it in the summer. Um, and, like, oh. they wanted it to be, obviously, during the fall. So they, <laughs> they wanted all the leaves, but there was, like, no leaves on the ground because it was summer. So he had these PAs running around with plastic bags of, like, leaves that they had picked from, oh, yeah. like, trees that were dying or whatever. And they would use like blowers to blow them down the street. Then you would have those same PAs go and scoop up Pick and break up. up all those damn fake leaves. And you can oh, see geez. if you watch Halloween how in certain shots they shot later, the leaves are like not even like the shape of a leaf that fell. They're just leaf bits because they had just been so yeah. broken over time. Yeah. Um, but but it, and it, it takes me back to what you said, Noah, about about how he like you know used the set, blew it up. Then it was the Norwegian base later, yeah. like. He's always looking to do things super economically. Yeah. So um, the fact that they blew out so much on the on the special effects budget, and the fact that the matte work still looked good was was, was it's, it's wild that John Carpenter was able to preside over a film 
where there is a hole the size of like I don't know like a neighbor like four blocks of a neighborhood, and he makes you think that that's real. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it's it's interesting, especially well, for the time. Even even George Lucas in the original Star Wars was known for that for kind of coming up with little things on the spot that just made it look like it was from 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 outer space. You know, he, what does yeah. Mark Hamill talk about these little tchotchkes? He would he would kind of put together and say, oh, here you go. Here's your here's your blaster or something like that. Or I'm, Yes. Um, yes. And yeah. And just the, the ability to reuse stuff in, from an economical standpoint is great. Even in uh, Lord yeah. of the Rings, you know, they, they did so much force perspective and things where they didn't rely mm-hmm. so much on the oh, on yeah. the computer generated stuff. Instead, they used real right. kind of tricks of the trade to, you know, to, to really present sure. the movie in a way. It's, it's, it's kind of the opposite of Mr. and Mrs. Smith that we reviewed a couple of weeks ago where it's like there was no concern for budget whatsoever and they just, yeah. you know, tried to spend as much money as possible. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously one of the best practical effects you can think of is the box they have for Tom Cruise to stand on so he looks the same height as everybody else. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the best practical effects they have in Hollywood again and again and again that nobody ever notices. So uh. I mean, practical effects still live to this day. That's true. I you, mean, you gotta one thing I'll say about the thing right off the bat is uh, my default answer. If uh, it, whenever anyone tries to go, well, if you if you think about it, like about about the thing, if they say like, well, this doesn't make sense, is my default answer is like, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like like the whole movie has a feeling, as ominous as it is, it also has a feeling of like, but it's this way because it's cool that way. Yeah. Like like but, it doesn't matter. Like flamethrowers nowadays in movies they would CG yeah. the flamethrower. True. Why true. do they have flamethrowers in an Antarctic yeah. base where would a fire start? You're dead, basically. If it if you yeah. burn a hole in the ceiling, minus forty degrees, it's gonna be a Actually, really bad night. I have but, the answer of why they have fire extinguisher or fire flamethrowers. Uh, flamethrowers yeah. there. Part of their job is to keep the uh, the ice down in certain areas, like on their okay, antennas, yeah. on their on their runways and stuff like that. And flamethrowers do a great job of taking out ice. <laughs> So yeah. that is literally why yeah. they have tanks of kerosene to run their heaters. Well, flamethrowers. I'm glad, Noah, that you came out on that side of it because one thing I was expecting you to say because I know that you have a hard time turning like your your, your brain off. Oh yeah, on movies. You're like, why the hell would they have? Why would they be spraying fire all inside yeah. this building? And I, I was ready to be like, know it because it's cool because flamethrowers yeah. are cool. The the other thing is is uh. If this movie is made now, there's no way they would let Kurt Russell operate a flamethrower in a in a small place because there are shots where you see it's just him or fly a helicopter after drinking a whole bottle of J and B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those would be CG flamethrowers, and they wouldn't look good. In this, I, I'm movie, with you. oh, I got what you're saying. Sorry, I, you're talking about movie, from a CG perspective. No, I'm talking about from a practical perspective. They the insurance now. On letting Kurt Russell just loose with like a flamethrower, no way. But now, but in that movie, that's real flame. That's just you burning know, there, things. I love. I, it. Yeah. I almost disagree with you on that because I think Kurt Russell has a, a pass. I think a lot of other actors maybe know, but I think Kurt Russell has the pass on it. They'd be like, "Oh, it's Kurt mm. Russell handling." Okay, we're gonna let him do that. He's got that kind of cool point Certain, guy going. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly oh, okay. not letting Alec Baldwin handle a flamethrower. I mean, oh that's fuck for sure, no! Right? Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's pretty good. I I, I appreciate that. That was good. Uh, nice. Well, I, well, they, they they let Windows use it, so I, I don't yeah, think right. Like right. now they would let Windows. I wouldn't let Windows within two feet of anything. I'd be like Windows, you just go over there. Now, okay, yeah. this is a a character heavy uh, movie, yes. and one of the things yeah. that I found out is that and diverse. There was a, 
Yes. yes. I mean, for 82 other than females. But at the time, yeah. you would not have found a female in an Antarctic uh, research center. Uh, even in the coast. No. Even in the Coast Guard, when I was in in the 90s, there was all the isolated duty were men only for obvious reasons. Yeah. Okay. I found well, out recently. Submarines used to be men only for the longest time, too. Yeah. I think. Uh, even small ships. Any, I mean, uh, I was on a ship that only had 18 guys. And even in that case, they were like the very first uh, uh, small ship uh, um on the yeah. 110 in the Coast Guard, they finally had a mixed crew, and it was they they it was like big deal, and this was in the early 90s. So I mean, wow. at an isolated yeah. duty where they're going to be there for six months with nobody else around, you're not going to put. <laughs> well, no, I, I know I know that I read that in like early versions of the treatment that Carpenter wanted a mixed cast, like like he wanted women there. He had thought about the mm. ensemble playing them off each other and stuff, and then like. Yeah. Several people told him, like, that's just not realistic. There's just yeah. no way that would happen. And he's I, like, no fair. It's interesting like, from, a, from a horror movie standpoint, too, because typical horror movies rely on that sort of sexual tension throughout a movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and this, it not being The there, girl running thought, around in her underwear and bra and that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought yeah. it focused the, the paranoia a little bit more. When you're, when you're mm. dealing with sexual tension and stuff like that, it changes it up a little bit. But this was just... All guys, there's all paranoia and stuff, and, and well, also you lose the, the 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 you lose the very common horror trigger of a woman in trouble, right? That's yeah. a huge horror right. trope. Yeah. That like it's one thing if the guy's chasing someone with a knife and it's a dude, you're like, okay, he's chasing a dude with a knife. Chase a woman with a knife and you feel more fear for her. You feel, you know, like they, other things, worse things may happen. It's, it's and the protector in us. It's the yes. protector in most in most males and actually yeah. even in females. Mo the mom gene, right? Uh -huh. You yeah. could even say it's that protector gene. So we always look at that, and you know, people go, oh, "That's masculinity," and all that. Like, no, that's what we actually are. Yeah. We're protectors. No, it's just, yeah, it's just triggers. You, you like Sigourney those... Weaver. Look at Sigourney Weaver. She was all about going back, protect the kid, protect the cat, yeah. protect whatever. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. that was her thing. So yeah. I, I'm glad that he stuck with it because it made it more accurate for what that mm -hmm. was, and and I thought totally. it great, um, and it, it it really added to that paranoia because it took out that whole the, you know the whole sexual tension and you know the guy would you know he's he's into the girl so he's going to take her side no matter what it took all that out of it it just was like fuck I don't trust you the paranoia is off the fucking chain and but, you're right Windows I wouldn't have trust that motherfucker with <laughs> nothing <laughs> but instead that did, I, yeah. <laughs> Oh really? Windows out of all is the of one the you wouldn't trust. Windows the... between Windows and Palmer. Those two dudes. I'm no, like, I like no, no, no. I know guys like Palmer that just okay. They're, they're the guys that are just chill with everything goes on, and then when you need them to fucking snap to it, and there, they're there. Yeah. I had I had a guy like that on my ship that he was drunk half the time on the boat, but when shit hit the fan, that dude was on it. But he was laid back like that, just but. No, Windows just was a. I don't know what the hell to think of that dude. I was like that hair, the everything. I made the yeah. best of a really bad situation. Think about it for the last <laughs> whatever twelve weeks or months or whatever. That cat just ran the radio. Yeah. It was like breaker, breaker, yeah. one, two. It's cold over here. How about y'all, fellas? And then it becomes this whole thing now. You know what I mean? You know he talked to himself. Well, for we sure. But we don't know what they. We don't know what they're doing on this station. They never show them. They're either running from this thing. They're running from Norwegians, or they're in the rec room, or they're cooking. Like, there's yes. really no like practical like work. Like, we don't know what their purpose is. No, that's all, a good point. We? No, well, we didn't we have a chance know. to get like, there. Playing ping pong, as far as I can tell, is a very high priority. 
well, um, on their We on wanted their, to see what the, what the effect of uh, the magnetism closer to the poles had Ooh. on a ping pong ball. So state, <laughs> you know, the, the, the country sent polices just to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah, no idea. I'm sure. Although I do know that I avoided the isolated duty in the Coast Guard uh, like Poison Oak. Oh, really? I was. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was like. You were on isolated duty for a while. Oh, no. I was. I, just Middle build? Town is not a big city, but it was not isolated duty. Um, okay. No, I. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. They, they have they have about six stations that were isolated duty and it's literally 12 months. You're there for you. You get an extra 30 days leave because it's such shit work. You're there. They say there's times where you can't even leave the building because it's so fucking iced over. You see the same oh, really? 13 people for like six months, you know, with no new people coming in. You know, yeah, it's so you're saying actually, you're, yeah. you're you're cheating bitch level. <laughs> would rise quick, quickly. Oh rise God, yeah, all the way up to cheating, bitch, pretty quick. Yeah, and I was yeah. like 21, 22 at the time. There's like no way I'm like, mm, you ain't getting me close to that because it, yeah, it, it's just it's one of those things. Yeah. I, I nowadays I would love to get away from everybody for like six months and just have a computer, have my space, yeah. not have to deal with people, just do work and do the thing. But yeah, yeah. it's interesting um, you mentioned that because I know when I saw this the first time. I kind of always thought I was like, like, I'd love that. Like, I'd, I I was like, how can I get that job? Like, how can I be mm. like, I could see myself being like, like, like Knowles or, or even maybe Palmer to some degree. I mean, certainly no McCready. I'm no hero, but yeah, like right. one of these other guys, one of these other guys in this, that's just like kind of a, uh, like the cook, like I could totally see myself. I guarantee like, you everybody skates all Nulls. around. Yeah, huh? Everybody Every- loved Knowles. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I love Knowles. On ships, I I did too. On ships and places like that, you always love to cook and you always make best friends with him because he's got your back. Oh, hell, oh, absolutely. You could, you could have been like, I I feel like I could have been a child's mechanic running around, need me to fix something. All right, man. But like, meanwhile, I'm just going to be Keith David and just sit on the couch. Like, (laughs) I'm just badass. I'm just going to sit there and like, there's no problem. I want to be, I did uh, love the cast in this. I want to be Wilford Bentley. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that to be wolfer brimley to be blair i so i was first introduced to him in cocoon and i think that was like 86 yes. or 87 and of course with cocoon he was younger than i am now you know he was i think yes i think he was like oh 50 that's years the old whole that's crazy right and and to, to <laughs> and, and then it just seemed like he lived forever because really he was mm-hmm. just playing an old man in cocoon that always yeah. blew me. That blew me away when I found out. I remember. I think it was just like less than ten years ago. I looked him up. Like, how old is this guy? He was a. He was an old man <laughs> back in the back in the eighties, and he's still around. No, he. Well, it's wild. I read a quote from him. Um. Uh. Relatively recently, which is kind of weird, where he's his first acting role. I think was at twenty five in a baseball movie mm-hmm. where he was playing the father. Of a guy who plays minor league baseball, and this guy was 15 years older than him in real life. But he played his father, and this guy was supposed to be like 18 or whatever. Um, And he said some quote about like, "I I never got the girl. I never uh, I never got the girl. I never was the hero. But I was able to be in so many of these movies, literally just because of the way I looked. And I was like, that's wild. But yeah, no, he was. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like some characters like like Burgess Meredith. If you go back and watch Burgess the Meredith cranky, cranky in the Twilight man. Zone, yeah. right? Watch him in the Twilight oh, yeah. Zone in like the '60s. Right. Watch him in he Rocky. Looks old watch it. He looks the same. I think he was yeah. born that. I think he came out of the womb that way. Yeah. Like Benjamin yeah. Button shit going on. You know so, what I mean? Like, like some yeah. guys look like that. 
It's interesting you mention that because we were my wife and I were just talking about that. I don't know a month or so ago. She watches Blue Bloods, and yeah. uh, Tom Selleck is like the main character. His dad on that show, I think, is four years older than him in real life. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like, and he looks he looks fifteen or twenty like twenty plus yeah. years older than him. You wow. know the way they do him up and everything, but he's like four years older. They're like basically the same age, and he's his dad. I think Sean Connery <laughs> and Harrison Ford, when they played in Indiana Jones, there was only about a eight year difference. I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. certainly not enough. Hollywood's time. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's the story I heard about Wilford Brimley and that I thought was just amazing. Apparently he dropped out of school when he was like 14 because he wanted to become a cowboy, went off to become a cowboy and worked at that for a while, then decided that wow. wasn't for him. Then ended up, uh, I, I, I can't remember where he ended up from there, but then from that ended up into acting. And one of the questions they had, cause he was doing the autopsy stuff and they're like, he's like, um, He's like, you okay with all this? He's like, uh, this is like just picking up my clothes when I was a cowboy. You know, he's like the wow. blood and guts had nothing. He was like, dude, this is nothing. Like I've, I've seen worse shit than this when I was like 15. And wow. so I was That's just like, so good. I'm like, this dude is lived. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Like, yeah. could you imagine, you know, I mean, this, that would have been in the forties. Yep. He just yep. drops out of school and goes, yeah, I'm going to be a cowboy. <laughs> and just goes and be a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you talk about that autopsy scene. I, every time I watch it, I think about that. And I'm just like, I look at it and I'm like, seriously, they're like dissecting an alien life form, some <laughs> monster they've never seen, like some yep. crazy thing that resembles nothing that's ever been seen on the face of the earth. The only buddy, the only person taking any precautions are Wilford Brimley, and he has on these super short rubber gloves that the blood's probably dripping into the glove anyway. Yes. Like, well, he's like, poking like it not with the pencil, any... and then he's putting the pencil yeah. up to his mouth. So. That's, right, that's exactly. the 70s, like, man. Come this... on. That's the 70s like, like, right there. Like... <laughs> not taking... He's like taking basic precautions, if that. And it's like, yeah, they're all infected at this point. I mean, it takes... <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, you know, it's, as it's... we know, it takes one molecule of this blood to get yes. into your system, and you're a goner. Come on, we remember the movies from the seventies where the doctors smoking while they're doing operations. Come on, we we yeah, know what I the seventies well, was about. They still do that <laughs> well, in China. It's no wonder that Blair winds up being right, you right. Know, the boy. He winds up yeah. being the the full on matriarch of that whole thing. He's just chilling. So <laughs> it, might, it probably was then when he's like, "Ah, no big, no big deal. A little bit of blood under the fingernail. Yeah. What's that?" <laughs> All right. So I got a question, and and this 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 leads to me, to my favorite actor of this whole movie, and that was um the dog. Uh, it was a dog Which named one? Jed, the the, the dog, main dog, the main, the main dog one. that ran across yeah. the okay. Uh, so apparently, no, it wasn't. He they didn't use him when in that running across scene, but he was the one that was in all the base stuff where he comes yeah. up and gotcha. the face. Like he's the, the one that was under the table, and he's yeah. the one that he's the one that gotcha. walks. Okay. He's the one in the hallway. The hallway. Oh, okay, yeah. that was such That's great so acting by a and dog. The like, shadow. You're talking about the one with the shadow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's walking. Yeah. So I knew, I knew right away when that dog, just the look from the dog when he kind of looked. He had a human look about him when he, he kind of was in that hallway. And I was like, oh, shit, that dog, there's something up with that dog. Right. And then, um, and so, yeah, the shadow. Now, this is an interesting thing. So apparently uh, the director, uh, when he did that, he didn't use any of right. the cast. Right. He fixed so, cause that you couldn't, <laughs> So you couldn't pick up any key. Oh. So he used a different person. Yes. Yeah. So the he, shadow. I was, I was like, because there's a lot shit, of debate so on good. who that is, and the real answer is it's none of them. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, it, 
realistically, it's none of them. But I, I, I right. think it's probably Blair. Eventually, you know that when, in my you mind, think it's, it's Blair. I think it's Blair. I think it, it looks Blair. like Clark. It looked like Clark to me. I, yeah, I didn't think it was so. Clark. To but me, we, looked but like Clark he had got curly... proven to be. But Clark, Clark got oh, proven to be human. So yeah, I think it was Blair personally. I, I thought, thought it just... could have been Windows, but I think Windows didn't get infected till later. And I thought yeah, it was Windows because yeah. you could kind of <laughs> see some, some like heavy curly hair, like 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 Windows had. Ed Dog had like, better taste than to go hang out with Windows. That's just, true. That's true. And Windows gets he, eaten but up anyway, Windows was the biggest threat. Windows was the biggest threat because Windows was, was the biggest... only one that knew how to work the radio. Oh, so absolutely. Windows is trying to get help. And if you can take out Windows. Allegedly, no one else on the entire well, base actually, knew how to work that radio. If you can fly a helicopter, you can work a radio. You know one of the uh, things? Yeah. Not, not, you, know, you, know you would assume I, so, but that doesn't happen in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> one of the reasons why I think this movie holds up over time is that people like us get into these debates and there's no answer. <laughs> you know, there there is no answer. Right. There, I mean, I think, I think John Carpenter's kind of hinted at the ending on who might be it. But, but I mean, you... We can debate all we want. People can't even but, agree on the, what but, what he said about the ending either. People, the people, well, sure. Some right. people say he goes, "Oh, well, well, Childs was supposed to be," and then people go, "No, he said there was nobody was supposed to be." And some people say yeah. nobody knows. And, and I was like, "So what did he really say?" Because no one has a direct quote from yeah. him. Well, they do have that deleted scene, right? The deleted oh, I or seen the, any the that. alternate. There's an alternate ending. Where the dog it's, it's runs a, off, right? Is no, no, the alternate ending, and I've, and I've seen it because it's on the Blu-ray. Uh, is the last shot after they kind of like you know do their little thing was you see it's a it's a close up of like a, a like a window or like a window in like a metal door and it says something about like quarantine or something and you see McCready looking through the window and it zooms way out and you see it's this like other installation and they originally oh. had that and I guess because the studio thought that like people wouldn't want to see these two people die at the end, that they would be too dark. So they wanted you to know McCready lived, but mm, no. they wound up removing it because it didn't really affect test audiences. Like either way, they didn't yeah. really, like, they were like, whatever. But, uh, but yeah. I've seen that. That's, that's on the Blu-ray. I think you probably find it on YouTube too. It's just a little shot where he was supposed to have at least been recovered. And there was a question about, does he live? Was he infected? Like you don't, you just don't know. I think well, it's great so the way theories. they ended it. The original, like, oh, I thought the original. in the bottle and, you know, all these different things that they yeah. theorized would have happened. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, I heard this somewhere way, way back in the, like the nineties that the ending scene was actually, so the opening scene is obviously the spaceship flying in. So there's something flying into, into the scene. What I heard was the closing scene was supposed to be a bird flying away from the mm. base. I've heard that too. Yeah. And I did thinking, that. oh, it just needs a bird. Like, just a bird. Or whatever. And then it's well, like, possibilities are endless, quite frankly. The idea was is that it was the two characters, I think, it, you know, McCready and, and Childs sitting there basically both looking at each other like, oh, fuck, is one of us that? And then they both look up and see birds flying away going, oh, Fuck. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what they did. Like yeah. thinking, okay, we beat this. We we sacrificed ourselves. We we won to save yep. humanity. And looking up and go, oh shit, these birds just flew we didn't off. Save anything? Yeah. And I, I, and then so I read that and I was like, ooh, that's deep. But American audiences aren't smart enough to fucking figure that shit out. <laughs> well, so, I mean, maybe in nineteen eighty-two. Maybe what we found was that we that I guess this is the happy medium. 
where everyone just dies and you just hope that like they they they, they at least we don't even know if they die the mission yeah I mean, right we don't know if they die we assume they die and and yeah. the expectation is that they die but i don't yeah, know we don't know that um but it we is don't a know mystery. if they you know and i, I think john carpenter I, I read that one of his big attractions to this movie was that it reminded him of of Ten Little Indians, and then there were none. The Agatha Christie story, where they just slowly are dying off and dying off, and you don't know who who does it. In that case, I think there is a, a solution. Whereas this one, it all <laughs> remains a mystery. But it does kind of, yeah. It, it's it's that mystery, uh, that paranoia. Who is it? You know, he's gone on to make movies like They Live, and that's another one where oh, you have no clue. I mean, because everyone, you know, you have to put on the glasses. You're just talking about they live, not not they also live, or they live as well, or something. There was a there was a, there was a sequel to that, which I don't think I John Carpenter directed that. I think he just did no, that. I've not yes, seen did. that. He did. It's on his IMDb list. No, that's way. I'm not kidding. Well, he may have produced <laughs> it. He may have probably gotten an executive producer, it's, but he didn't direct it. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he was part of the producer, or the writer, or something like that. <laughs> I'll report back. I'll okay. do my yeah, I mean, you know, like you know, put on research. put on the glasses. It's like one of the best lines in cinematic history, leading to one of the best fight scenes in cinematic history. So <laughs> it's all good. Um, can yeah. we talk about the dog kennel scene? Um, the oh first, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh my that's god! That's where yes. it all fucking lights yes. up. <laughs> that's where that's where that's where like Carpenter and Rob Bottin are, are, are show you. They're like you could this could be a suspenseful movie. There's going to be some rough shit in this movie. Like they tell you, like it gets gross, guys. I love yeah. that whole thing is oh. just so good. All of it's great. Yep. I love and hate it at the same time. And well, the reason yeah, I that, love it is because the dogs are freaking out and you feel, yeah. oh my God. It, it's like they might when there's that dog in the corner trying to. That's chewing through the fence. Chewing, the dog through the fence. chewing through the fence. I never I knew like, a dog like, could do that. Get, dude, you get scared like, of that. I'm just looking at that. And I'm just like, man, that shows that shows absolute panic. Absolute fear. Yes. And like, that's, that's what not it something is. you ever see. It's just, yeah. Well, crazy. and that's, okay, that's the one thing I didn't get is all of a sudden there's this spit function, this this fire hose spit function where Could it's hosing acid? down that hose. I was wondering the same thing. And I was Could like, what the hell? Because it never came back. Of... It never came back. And I was like, that's fucked up. And so uh, one of the cool things I did uh, learn today is the the sound effect that they got for that was um, one of the, the audio guys. He went and got every dog in his neighborhood and put him in his oh. uh, his front in his living room, oh. and then he went oh. creeper style around the outside of the house, like to the the sliding glass door, and that was the natural reaction sounds of the dogs in the house, oh. like literally, like, like what the fuck out. is this? Yeah, and I was like, wow, that is so cool. Which, which when I heard wow. about that, so one of the jobs I wanted when I was young was to be a sound <laughs> edit. I wanted to be a special effects sound a guy. foley artist. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you, and you know, the one that got me was when I found out how they made the laser sounds in Star Wars. <laughs> oh yeah, with ben the Burke. with the cables, with the cables yeah. for the telephone yeah, the cables. poles or Tele- whatever. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, are you kidding? Because I had a t- I had a telephone pole right across from the house, and they had a cable down there, and I went out and hit it, and it did that sound. I was like, son of a bitch, I could do this shit. And so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like. I'm like, oh, my God. So when I hear shit like that, I was like, oh, my God, that would be so cool. And just to think of how they do this stuff. And I was like, that was clever because he literally went to his neighbors and said, yeah, let me let me get all your dogs. He didn't tell him he was going to freak them out. <laughs> but he went and right. got them and put them all in their rooms and stuff. And I was like, that is fucking awesome. But, yeah, that is where that this this movie kind of starts to go, go, okay, you're in for it. Let's let's we're, we're now putting our foot on the gas and we're not going to really yep. take it off. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no, for sure. 
yeah, it, it yeah. just oh man, like I love, I just love, I, you know, like working with animals. I know is always like considered like super difficult. A lot of directors are like just never, mm-hmm. like I won't do it. <laughs> um, the way that 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 dog walks into the middle of that kennel, oh and, like, yeah, lays down, and all the other dogs are just like laying there. Like some of them are disinterested, some of them are suspicious. Like you're saying, Noah. All those dogs act, bro. Like, yeah, they all act. Like every dog's doing its own little role, and you you feel like it's like he's an outsider. Like, and well, he looks. He's got that straight ahead stare. That's Jed, yes. man. Jed's putting the work in. He is. That dog is. Dogs he does, and he lays down. Like, because Clark's like, "Come on, man, what's going on? Like, get in the kennel." Yeah. So the dog gets in the kennel and lays down, almost like, "Okay, go away." Like I got to do something. <laughs> like, there's a I feeling got- he has, like. I got dogs to assimilate so I can have an army. (laughs) Yes. No, honestly, it feels like he's not a dog in that moment. Like, he knows he's not a dog. They know he's not a dog. And he's like, leave, human. I'm laying down. Like, the dogs, I mean, the dogs obviously know he's not a dog, right? I mean, the dogs, the dogs know that kind of stuff. Dogs would be able to smell him and be like, that's not a dog. Get the hell away from me. And like, pretty soon, I'm surprised the dogs didn't react until I'm surprised the dogs didn't react. Well, that was that was my interesting thing is they didn't act it right away. And and, and this goes to the way they explained how the alien assimilates and becomes, you know, it's it is copy kind of. Yeah, they said I love he goes, he goes, this is dog. This is imitation dog, you know? Yeah. And uh you know, it was just like funny, and and this will make Steve laugh hopefully. But uh, this weekend we had a, a little running joke of from one of that memes where it was like, "Can I pet that dog?" You know, and so uh, I almost pet made a drink dog. called "Can I Can I Pet That Dog?" And so oh, uh, I was laughing about that every time I heard someone talk about that in a podcast today because I only got a, there was only four that I listened to, but there was a couple different things, and they when they, every time they started talking about the dog, it made me think about that. But yeah, the the. Oh. Everything they did in the special effects in that with the two heads and the the splitting yeah. the oh my oh, god I was like the that practical, was the model good. effects the model effects after yeah. like of the of the I call it the I mean somebody called it the autopsy scene earlier but the yeah, practical yeah. effects and some of the models they made of those like the two heads yeah, you know, yeah. from one it's more some of those effects graphics. are it's yeah like they've split and spread it's like the head, twisting head out. and pulling and yeah. turning and all that yes. it's unreal some of the best kind of to learn like how they did effects. some of that it's great too it oh yeah, yeah. no because i mean yeah because the, the dog creature is part puppet part like animatronics and part like hydraulic air like an, an air <laughs> pump like well, that, and water pumps because all, all those all those like veins that come out like i'm sure yes. they have all those things have like yeah. probably water or some kind of liquid pulsing through them or oh well yeah, oh, know, see, yeah I, I think i know one thing is i saw a thing where where uh, bob talked about it and and a lot of if something whips like that it's it's actually air, air. so it's yeah. pneumatic oh. so it's an air like a big air pump that's powering these things and they and they figured out how to manipulate the hoses to make them flap at different like speeds oh, wow. and stuff like that um so bob O'Teen's underneath the floor because they had to build the floor up to get him under it right in the kennel yeah. whenever they shot it he's activating the puppet somebody's got this air compressor running there's you know a mechanical arm doing one head and it's like a cacophony <laughs> sound like, yeah. like apparently all that had to be like like redubbed and stuff because the the, the dog was loud as hell apparently wow. <laughs> oh there, yeah. there's so much in it um that led into another one of the things I want to talk about is is the autopsy scene of the um, the uh, who is it? It's one of the characters uh, where where the arms get cut off. You talk about Norris. The, 
Norris, Norris where they're doing that. Oh, that's much oh. later. That autopsy that's scene. Super well, that's, and that's not it's, an autopsy. It's not an that's, autopsy scene. They're trying to do chest that's, compressions. He's trying to save it. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's, yeah. doing, the, he's doing the chest compression. But that's the, much later. Yeah, yeah, but I wanted to go into that because we're talking special mm. effects. Okay. So this, yeah. this, this, this is deep into that. So uh, I, I was like, when that scene broke off and then the stomach opened up and the mouth and the teeth, and I was like, oh, my God. oh shit. I'm like, what We warned hell? you, Noah. We warned <laughs> no, you. No, no. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> This was, I was like, oh, damn. But when I found out, they went and found a da- double amputee yeah, to out. play yeah. the part. Yeah. Oh, and they God. made these extensions on his arms so that they could actually have the mechanical mouth closed down on him. Actually, and I was like, off. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, the thought process, just to like, like, how are we going to do this? We could, we could do this. And he goes, let's get someone with really no arms. And I was like, this motherfucker's a genius right here. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that scene- shit is... <laughs> That scene to me at 15 or whatever, when I first saw that, I, you know, and it gets me every time, you know, something is, bad is going to happen. The way that the <laughs> right. cinematography is set up, the way that there's a, this argument going on between the rest of the crew and there's tension and they're yelling at each other. And then he's like, come on, we got to save his life. You know, when he starts doing the defibrillator, you know, something's going to happen. <laughs> but you never imagine it's the nope. belly opening up with teeth. You never think right. that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Just it the was, fact it, that he had like, you think attack. it's going to be some kind of tentacle yeah. or something or like who knows what. But that is definitely yeah. what nobody's expecting. No. Yeah, that, w- that was crazy. Uh, so learn to everything. Now, the other thing I found out was is that scene took such a long time. It was, it was like hours long. That and they had people all over. Like there was someone under a table. There was a guy that was on the table doing. That was partially like uh, part of the uh, the the mannequin. The guy, yeah. the doctor. So they had to go and do a bunch of stuff. The guy was stuck under the table running some of the things. He was stuck there for like hours waiting for them to get other stuff set up. Like literally sitting in this cramped space. I'm like. God, oh yeah, yeah, because they're building it on top of him, right? Like yep. they're they're setting all this stuff up on top of him inside like the, the underneath of the table. Yep. The dedication, free iPhone. Guys. It's not like he's down there on his iPhone. No, playing no, like a royal match or something like that. Right. <laughs> these guys, I mean, the dedication that they guys put I into it. it. I heard Botine talk about uh, the scene where Norris's head detaches. Oh, right. Oh. Apparently, like one of the hardest things because the way that him and the team had built the um the threads like that come out of his neck that like they burst and they have the goo come out yeah yeah yep. they yeah. had like a, almost like an accordion of goo that was connected to they were those little you know those little thin balloons they used to make that were made for like kind of water balloons or whatever oh, like they were mm-hmm. like like for making giraffes yeah yes, animals yes, yes, animal like, 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 like balloon animal, animal kind of things yes yeah. they had those that like they had kind of clown. serrated like in little places to make them like stretch and rip and stuff. So this took forever to set up. Well, they had one shot at it because <laughs> mm-hmm. if it popped off and they had to re and it didn't look right, and they had to rebuild it. It was going to be like half a day or something. And like Carpenter just did not have that time. So Botine basically said that like, it was the highest pressure shot of anything he did oh, was like, yeah. this thing's got to rip off. It has to look just like he wants it. It can't look yeah. anything less than that. And they got yeah. it in one take, like one rip of it. That's that's awesome. Which when is they crazy. Do that, it's yeah, so disturbing that's awesome when they to do that. see a head. 
basically escaped from the body the way it yes. did. Um, <laughs> the little skeleton, the little legs, little crab legs. Me. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. Oh, my God. Palmer's so good. Yeah. You've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, in the, uh, and I always yeah. wondered for the longest time how the spider legs came out <laughs> and like hit the floor. I'm like, how do you do that? It was in reverse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. And I'm like, I, 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 read, I read that somewhere. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm really stupid because it looked to me. It doesn't look in. You know, some things look in reverse. So like yeah. when, in the in the dog scene, I love the dog scene. But when he obviously shoots his tentacle and it wraps that chair or it wraps yeah, around yeah. Oh. something, another dog, it's uh, yeah. obviously reversed. Yeah, yeah. The, the spider legs coming are, out of Norris's head are not. I, I, I couldn't I tell that it. until you mentioned. I couldn't tell that was reversed. Like the scene where the tentacle wraps around the neck in the kennel, like yes. in the first yeah, yeah. scene, I could yeah. not tell. I didn't pick up on that being reversed. The I one really I the one I noticed yeah. is is later on when it wraps around um, the other guy who ends up uh, um, the guy that got shot in the leg, the redhead. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget his name. Oh, oh, I almost have it. I almost have it. He's the most forgettable one to me because he dies like sitting next well, he, to the body that's not dead and he yeah. just comes no, back and he's all no he's the one that uh they catch halfway in transformation and does that with the claw hand oh he's the guy they burn um, he's the guy they burn in the in the thing right is right, he the right. one they, oh, yeah, he's yeah, the one yeah. they burn outside yep 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 which, oh, uh, uh, that, that's that's binnings that's binnings binnings, binnings. yeah it is binnings it is binnings, binnings gets out of the window yeah and, they, yep. and he's walking and, away and he's, Oh, like this his, his hands are big enough. So let me. Yeah, Noah, you you mentioned before that all of those uh, tanks. So I, I'm going to go into Noah mode. All okay, of those tanks, the, all of those tanks that they have, or all the all the containers they have with the fuel. You you mentioned earlier that you said that was kerosene. I always kind of thought it was diesel because of the color. Oh, it, it could have been. Had, I I thought but, I read on one of them kerosene. Hmm. It makes more sense to be kerosene. I've always thought it was diesel, and that's always been a a thing in my mind that I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Because you can't light diesel no. on fire like they light all of the diesel on fire. Yeah, this, yeah. Because it's more yeah. oil. Kerosene yep, yeah. makes more sense because you can light kerosene as far as I know. At least with a flamethrower, you could. They probably, they probably had doesn't light on fire like that. I mean, that's they how, that's how, that's how mankind got to the moon was lighting up, light, lighting off kerosene <laughs> and letting right. it go. So yeah, no, very yeah, it definitely works off vapors for sure. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, there was one of the scenes where I actually read where it was one of the fifty ga- fifty five gallon drums that they tipped over. It said kerosene on the top of it. That's oh, why I, I, I never was noticed. believing. Okay, gotcha. um, but, but but Bo, Bo, it does have the that reddish hue of diesel though. Like I I, yeah, I, exactly. I, I agree with you. It looks like diesel. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I mean, whatever. It's you know, it's if that we all have our out. That's the flaw. <laughs> yeah. Right. Movie you know, you guys are picking out stuff about exist. diesel. I watched the chess game really closely because I wanted <laughs> I wanted to follow the moves, and I realized that they were it was completely. It was a shit game. Well, the the two shots they actually had were completely different. The moves were that they were calling out were wrong and stuff. So I, I learned to just kind of dismiss the details in this movie. It's not about that's good. Job. <laughs> I've never Probably really known how to play chess. So I've never I've never been able to know if that's any good. But that reminds me of did you guys hear about uh, how uh, James Cameron had to fix the stars in the final scene of Titanic? What? So in, in oh, the no. final scene of Titanic has been around forever. Okay. Uh, the stars above Jack and Rose when you know he can obviously fit on the door, but maybe not, and then he dies. Right. Um, 
Neil deGrasse Tyson was watching Titanic. Oh, now, no. leave it up oh, to God. this dude. He's watching Titanic. I love this guy. He's watching Titanic. <laughs> he notices that the stars are just random, that there are no constellations. They're just dots. Yeah, they're poked holes in a fucking back yeah. black piece yeah, of yeah, like, paper he, he, just, he goes, He goes, this can't be because... For the and, and to to his credit to criticize you know James Cameron James Cameron would basically made a living off of like two years afterwards talking about how in depth and realistic Titanic really was and everything <laughs> yeah. was nice. the stitch of the captain's uniforms had just the same golden thread oh. because and he basically put out a tweet and was like look if you're gonna be that boy about Titanic <laughs> get the damn stars right we know where the stars were in the Northern Atlantic on that day. In 1912, in that location, it. right? He went and fixed it, and he now fixed, they're right. He, everyone had to turn in their copy, their DVD copy, and uh, well, the, it, any new version you stream, I guess you can still have the old version. But if you watch it anew now, uh, the stars oh, are right. Um, and so, Steve, you need to be Steve. You need to be that guy for this movie with the chess game. <laughs> yeah, you need should. to be like, look, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. That the chess it's game so is so realistic. Otherwise, everything else is movie yes. so realistic. We got to get the chess game right. <laughs> well, I saw someone theorizing that the chess game was kind of a metaphor for how the it, the, the end game played out, and then and so I said, well, I'm going to take a look at well, it, and I watched it. It's like no, oh. the fact that he was moving his king into the corner. I already knew he was beat. Yeah, there was no pawns in front of it. I was like, <laughs> "You're just running right there, boy." That's yeah, if yeah. you if you've ever played so, chess and you've got yeah. no pawns in front right. of you. You're one fucked. of the one of the things yeah. I was trying to find out was with because because you know he calls he calls the the game a cheating bitch and so I'm all I yeah. so I thought well maybe the game was was rigged or something like that and so I went, wanted yeah. to follow the moves to try to find out if it was legitimate or if there if the game was actually cheating but then it turns out it's not. Ha, doing have any of you guys ever played chess against a computer? Yeah. Unless you turn that shit to stupid mode, you're not going to win. <laughs> right. You I mean, yeah. the, the, I agree. Our 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 best chess champions have a hard time playing most of these computer games I, on I, on medium. No, yeah, I was going to say I, I think I think there are there are ranges and stupid I think is Yeah, yeah I mean, I yeah. That's what I played it on, and it's still I beat me. really stupid actually, and I still can't win. <laughs> Real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I know I'm not stupid, so the game's got to be a cheating bitch, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, like I'm playing a dumb mode. I ain't dumb. That yeah, right, yeah. right there. Uh, so you talk yeah. about Steve. You talked about the stars and the constellations. Uh, there's this guy on Instagram or probably TikTok that gets posted on Instagram or something like that. But he'll find he'll he'll have people send him a picture of somewhere they are, and oh, when he figures it out. He'll oh, I've seen out that. Where they are, he'll figure out where they are based on the picture. So, like, I wonder if he I've like goes that. into That's movies. Scary. Like, would he go into this movie and be like, "Oh no, they're not in Antarctica. They're in oh. like wherever, and they're in actually Alaska, here, yeah. Ju- and they're in this town right outside of Juno, or they're here, or whatever." Wow. Like, I wonder Check if this, this guy out. has an obsession like that. <laughs> I just, I just read this today. Uh, there was a, a set of guys that figured out where they shot in shot the scenes in Juno, went up, found them. Found the actual uh, oh, wow. um, uh, wrecked helicopter and found one of the full intact blades and took it home as a souvenir. No, this guy has. No, like yeah, yeah. Oh wow! They, they found the remains of the 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 town. No way. The, 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 
Yes. Like literally, and this was just a couple years ago, and it was I'm like, that is fucking crazy. So this guy literally has one full intact blade from what the helicopter oh, that wow. they actually blew up, which then I mean those damn Norwegians are I'm gonna call them sure. Swedes. <laughs> I've been call I'm gonna call it's them just Swedes. funnier. I yeah, it, is, yeah, it is. It is. It's so that was. I was gonna make my drink based on that. Uh, you know, something Norwegian that I'm gonna call it a Swede, but I, I didn't find it and I went the other way. But yeah, I was like, God damn, these guys. And this was just not too long ago. I was like, man, that shit's been up there for that long. So these guys found, you know, part of the the wrecked helicopter in Juneau, Alaska. They figured out exactly where the coordinates were. Went there, right. saw all the That's the so set. I was like, that's that's so cool. They deserve whatever oh, they bring. But home. you talk about right. constellations. There are people online that'll actually, you know, you submit a photo with, you know, just maybe some background, just a little bit of background stuff. And, stuff, and yeah. people will use like Google Street View and stuff, and they will determine yeah. based on the, whatever they can find. Like, and I think like some cases have been solved with with these sort of yeah. people that that do this sort of stuff just because of all the references that you can try to pick out and oh I, they found it they found a guy who went who was missing for like five or six years his car drove into a retention pond um and people on google earth the i guess there was a drought and the water <laughs> had lowered in this retention pond and they saw a car in it so they oh. knew where they were looking at whatever Wachula County, I think it was in Florida, called the sheriff's department. It's like, hey, we just saw a car and you could barely see it on Google satellite. And they're like, there's a car. They go in yeah. there and yeah, this guy went missing. He was driving home from work. He, <laughs> there was like, the tide was high, I guess. There was a lot of water yeah. and he drove into a retention pond in the middle of the night and no one ever found him ever again. Yeah. And they found and him there. His car sank and he drowned. And, and yeah. And and they, and they couldn't. You can't see it from where you're standing. Like they had cameras sure, out yeah. there. From where you're standing, the, with the glare off the water, you can't see anything under there. And oh, there wow. it was. So it's weird. Um, can we talk about the blood test? Blood test oh my works? God! Yes. Yeah. We can. Yes. I want to say yeah. We can definitely talk about the blood test. But I want to mention something about the blood yeah. test. I didn't realize how close to the end of the movie it actually was. I always yeah. thought the blood test was much earlier and I mm -hmm. watched I've watched this over I don't you know for these podcasts unfortunately I don't have the luxury necessarily of watching it full the way you know straight through all the time so mm -hmm. I remember I watched the blood test and I paused it and after I started it up <laughs> the next day I was like wait this is almost fucking over it's like, almost over. the blood test was way earlier than it was but go ahead Ryan sorry how good is it I don't know it, great it, it's scary um, it's 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 scary so shit. scary the scene opens with one of my favorite lines, which, which, and I know we're going out of order, but like just this scene, because this leads yeah. to another great special effects thing. So I know Noah was kind of setting us up to go through the special effects scenes, which I think is a great way of looking at the film. I think it's um, probably the best part of the film, truthfully. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's so cool it's because it opens sure. with childs being like, you got to sleep sometime, Mac, and Mac <laughs> yeah. going, I'm a real light sleeper, child. That's like <laughs> yeah. my favorite line. Like, I love it so yeah. much. And, uh, because you realize, like, yeah, dude, like, if you don't solve this situation rather quickly, dude, you're going to get deposed. Like, it yeah. ain't going to work. Um, Clark gets shot in that scene. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't. His I, you know what? I don't, I don't, it's, I don't it's blame him. Right. I'm watching it in the background. I always do that. I do not right now. It's on. <laughs> oh, I do so not good. blame McCready at all. Like if, if they all kind of said, Hey, yeah, we're going to have you in charge. And that motherfucker creep on you. <laughs> hell yeah. Turn and shoot him. Well, the, the only, the only defense of Clark a little is that Nalls cut him off the line just before that. And was kind of like, yeah, you know, I think he's the yeah. thing. 
and they all right. weren't still cool because he broke in he, he broke in that supply room they opened right. the door and he's just like frozen, frozen. Solid. he's got the dynamite and the yeah. and the flare and he's like try me i'll blow that his whole not long up. after that yeah right. it wasn't long after that he's sitting there like let's do a blood test and everyone's yeah. still like we think he might be the thing, bro. Now, now Palmer's no, the one well, that turns so out. Let me ask you this about. Go ahead, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Well, I just. Yeah, Palmer's Palmer, the, it's Palmer. Palmer, but you, Palmer's also the one that notices the head that's wandering off. He's the one that points yeah. it out. He's already infected, and he's calling out the, the another person that's infected, right. which I found Is he kind infected of, at that point. Yeah, because that's that's almost right when that happens. I just that's found really, that. I mean, yeah, that, I, you really know, maybe the infection doesn't happen that quickly. Maybe, maybe that's maybe he's well, still not sure. I think that might be. Well, just, he, had to, he had to have time to transform, but he didn't transform yet. Like how? Is, yeah, we don't know the process. Like, do you get like yeah. to be part? That's a good point, Steve. Alien? I like. I didn't get yeah. a chance to go deep into this to call well, out like how fucked up the different you know. Well, it just iterations made, like it, this it made me consider difference. what. What is the thing? Well, what, what is their? Do they actually know they're infected, or are they just looking out for themselves? It's like that builds trust. If you're the one that points out that hey, there's an infected person, and you know, hey, check uh, it out. People true. are going to trust you a little bit more. So, so it just it plays into maybe. the. So who do you maybe. trust? I, uh, you know, the I don't remember. Yeah. I only got to watch this one time through. Yeah. Did uh, McCready test his own blood first? Yes. Well, he. Yeah. He, he's not one first. of the first group. First group. The first person. Yeah, he's it. early in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember if he tested he his own. I was kind of like, oh wait, did he ever he do did his, test own? his own? Maybe not first. Maybe I thought he did Windows first. I'm yes, sure yes, he does. He does Windows first, I think, because Windows is the only other one for some reason he tried. Untied. Like, Windows has right, a yeah, flamethrower. Well, it's because he's the little Windows bitch. Has a flamethrower, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mac. No, he's easy to take over. He's easy to take over. Yeah. And in his defense, Mac does say, like, give me the blood because he has Windows get the blood samples. And he's like, yeah. give them to me. That's close enough. Oh. Like, he's keeping Windows back a little bit. Gotcha. Like, he's not like, come give me a hug real fast. Yeah. <laughs> but he trusts well, listen, him more than yeah. anyone else, I guess. So, so two parts of the leading up to the blood scene. So the first one, why does he change the recording on the tape recorder? I've always wondered that. Like, why does he take away the part that nobody trusts each other anymore? Why is he? Why is he record over that and not just leave that in there if it's just for posterity? I, I think he wants thing? to make. I think because he he wants everybody to trust. He wants he wants to believe in the the people he's with, and so he doesn't want that to be the the what people remember if shit goes fucking haywire and that's yeah, all that's he left. Was, he was I, there. He he went he went with. Um, it's a crew. You're tight with your crew. He until went with, you're not. He, he went with the other. He went with the other doctor to investigate the Norwegian site, and yeah. I think that they had found that video and they found the documents and and maybe I always just thought my my answer to that in my head always was, it was he was worried about his legacy. He was kind of like I don't want to sound like we're a bunch of cons like conspiracy maybe. you know crazy well, like yeah. paranoid people. I want to make it sound more like we're trying to we're trying to figure it out. And, and paranoia. Like, Paranoia feeds paranoia, and maybe when he said that out loud, he realized, <laughs> "Wait, I don't want to go down that road. Back up. Let's erase yeah. that. Let's let's, yeah, the, just kind of a way of backing yeah. away from from because he does replace it. He replaces the no one trusts anybody anymore with we just basically like 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 we're just, we're just you know got, wait to see or something like that. We're just waiting to right. see. Mm -hmm. 
Like, so, so I think he definitely thinks better of it, but no, th- that's a great question, Bo. Cause I have always wondered definitively why. And I just, I think you're left to guess. I think you're right. It's, yeah. it's to not to taint the legacy of the, the entire crew, not just himself. I don't think I he's guess, seen you selfishly. None of these guys seem like people that care about their legacies, you know, none of these guys seem yeah. like guys. It's, that, but it's not that just that the like legacy of the individual home that they care no, no, about or something. It's not like the that. legacy mm-hmm. of the person. It's the legacy of everything they do. These guys went down there in a crew and this is what happens when you get yeah. in a small group of people working on the same project, whether it be a Boat, uh, uh, a research center, or things like that, where you're tightly knitted with these people, you are a one unit, and that unit, you know, is the yeah. worst link. So if if one person is paranoid, the whole fucking group is paranoid. So he's trying to look out for the whole process. I believe. Yeah. Has anyone read sure. the source material? The you know, the, no. uh, who goes no. there? No, I have not. I always meant to. Okay. No, I never read the some, source material. Well, I just need I'm to just saying, story. scripts are adapted, and oftentimes, the, if you want to go deeper and find out maybe where that line oh, yeah. came from, you yeah. may find some actual uh, reference True. to it in the, in, I should the do that. in the original. Well, that is said read. that there is a lot of uh, backstory with all these characters that was cut for the movie. Um, and a lot of the actors were actually upset with with John Carpenter over that. They said that you mm. you put the practical effects above the actors and stuff, and some of them were really yeah. mad about it. And so maybe that's what we're missing out on. You know, that was one of the backstory pieces that was left in, but we didn't get Good why. Well, damn. Like, did you did got, you know McCready was a, a Vietnam vet? I read about that in kind of his story. Uh, if you if you click uh, on his character, he looks a little young to be a Vietnam vet in '82, but I mean, makes. Well, it's it's that great hair that he's got, you know. Yeah. It, it, well, it's that cowboy hat. It's that kind of like. Oh my god, like, that hat I don't is know, ridiculous. Like the Mexican kind of. I don't even. I don't know, know what, what that hat that is. Cowboy I have hat. no idea. But that, that is, is some great hat. That is that some is something amazing from hat. like that's something that like you, you you're like stuck in Yellowknife somewhere and you roll up and a cat's got that <laughs> yeah. hat. Your first thoughts like, well, that's goddamn ridiculous. Your next thought is like, well, he'll kill me with a Bowie knife. So like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Like, like 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 love the hat, dude. You know what I mean? Like, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Uh, first thing I thought when I it's saw either it was that like, or he's the dope of the camp, right? He's the guy that's yeah. like, like the that's cook's assistant that just keeps like putting the fire out by spilling the soup on it or something. Yes. Like, I, always, I mean, <laughs> I gotta say this though. I mean, oftentimes the most, like the best thing for survival often looks stupid. And I bet you that's why he's alive in the Antarctic and I'd, I'd be dead. Yes. I'd be like, I got oh, my, yeah. see, I got my baseball hat. I'm going to wear that because your hat looks stupid. And they're going to be like, cool. Just yeah, great, great yeah, but you got the yeah. beard too, Ryan. I think that's that. Yeah, yeah we could we could run. Yeah, <laughs> dun 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 dun. I, I'm, I'm ready. As soon as I oh, saw that hat, like, I was like, that, "What that the hell the was best. with this?" That dun dun. dun <laughs> it does. It so the soundtrack was really good, and that was another one so that good. um, apparently uh, the guy I can't remember his guy the guy's name, but he did the soundtrack originally, only took parts of it, got a Razzie for it. Yeah, got a Razzie. Then they really? used the. They used the same music later on in another movie, and he got an Academy Award for it. That's and so I was good. like, I'm like, what the hell? But yeah, John Carpenter actually went went back and overdid a bunch of the music because he was like, yeah, I don't. This isn't what I wanted. Yeah, so, like Carpenter's the, the one of the coolest things about Carpenter is that he's also a musician and um, well, the and classic like, scene oh, from Halloween, Halloween and all that stuff. Is, yes, is him. Yeah. Yeah, the classic Halloween theme is him, and uh, and and he always brings that to the table. But yeah, so so like, you put it, it's 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 so like 
weird, but it make, it makes it for such a good scene. It's like I'm just gonna heat up this this copper wire and put it oh, in the blood. Geez. And if the blood does something, you're the thing. And if it doesn't, if it just sizzles, then you're you're not the thing. And it's so unscientific and so like, well, what if like he? I thought it actually four... was pretty scientific. <laughs> yeah, They're clutching at straws, a... but they got to do yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's 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 a mechanic or a pilot I... type. I, th- uh, you know, I, mechanic, I, I, like, no, I, I but it's very fair that it's not purely scientific because they're just trying to, you know, they're, they're, be. they're getting paranoid. They're yeah. got to try something. something. Yeah. But Blair, Blair went nuts and shot it, shot, tried to shoot everybody. He's in, he's in the, 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 the outhouse out there locked up. Yeah. yeah with the, the news. The news I'm better yeah. now. I'm yeah, okay I'm, with the I'm news. The new shot. When they open that and the new shot's there and he's coming over the window and McCree just slams that like, peekaboo door shut like just like <laughs> fuck you i don't care what you got going but it's like yeah it's the, awesome. the, it, uh, I, oh man so yeah so the, the but if, 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 if it sizzles you're not the thing if it blows up you are the thing i love that yeah. so much the tension in the scene is so good when when mccready tests his own blood and he's like now i'll show now, now i'll show you all what i already know and he's yeah. so cocky it's all right you know right. <laughs> and then i love it when he tests clark clark's blood and it jumps. No, 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 yeah. no. He oh. doesn't jump. Oh, he called, oh you're right. Clark. The guy he shot. Now you're you're a murderer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. Childs is great in that scene just because you know right before that he's basically like you're not going to tie me up. And Keith David <laughs> is so good. He's just so yeah. good. He's oh. like no. He and he goes so okay. Like you're you're for real. Okay. Tie me up. But the whole time yeah. he's waiting for this whole thing to go to go you know sideways. Yeah. He's like well, that's some bullshit. Like, cause he's like, this isn't scientific, man. This is not a blood test. This is poke the blood with hot thing test. This is not science. Yeah. Like, and but the so, doctor kind of came up with it though. The doctor's yeah, assistant, not the doctor. Yeah, doctor, yeah, yeah. The, the doctor's, doctor's assistant. assistant. I mean, so I, I love it because child, child's the minute Clark's blood comes back clean, he's like, so I guess that makes you a murderer, huh? Yeah. I was like, yes, because he's yeah. undermining Mac, and that's what's so good because that's what Child's is there for. He's right. there to undermine exactly. Mac's authority, and he does it so well. Yeah, two two things. The yeah. the one thing I like the whole time as we're going through this, uh, the guy Vance Charles uh, Charles Halland Vance Norris, the kind of guy that wears the sweater, the like yeah. oversized sweater with the shirt under it. It's like they the guy with the, the big, leader. the guy with the big smile, the guy with <laughs> below, the big smile. The they asked to be the leader, and he's like, "I'm not up to it, guys." So they get yes, yeah, 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 I love that. So, so that guy, um, when he's turning, and you can just see like the like he's fighting it, like the pain. And all that yes. kind of stuff. Like he's like, like he can feel the thing taking him over and hasn't taken him over yet. So that kind of plays into when, uh, when, uh, who, jeez, oh, that wasn't Palmer. The other person that said, oh, look at that. And he was already infected. Like it's, mm-hmm. that shows that you can be both kind of at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. a thing. So you can be both. But, um, yeah, it can slowly I, I, take you like 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 Norris was in was in complete control of himself and didn't think he was the thing. He wasn't the thing at, right. when he was feeling the chest pains. Right. But, but then it ended up being right. And then, yeah, exactly. So but I'm, I'm watching this scene and it's, it's sorry, I'm just I, I comment on this. It probably drives Noah and Steve nuts. But um, <laughs> it's the scene. It's the scene where McCready has the dynamite and the flare and he's coming oh. he's frozen like he's like old man winter coming out of the closet. Um if you, it's so funny because they have random stuff on the shelves next to him, like as he's standing there, and there's yeah. three cases of milk duds. Like how many <laughs> milk duds? That's could these so guys good. Eat? Like how much milk duds do you need 
to, Wait, to live in the Antarctic. Like how much they're going to be there six months. They're going to be there six months. I don't think they got enough. I don't think they got enough. Have some Skittles, I, have some milk duds, <laughs> have some juji fruits, have some good plenties, like mix it up a little bit. I couldn't eat. I don't care how good I feel. I couldn't eat three cases of milk duds it, over six months. It's not just months. you. It's like six other, seven other people. Yeah, that are I guess probably you're right. Well, into maybe like duds. it just turns out like nobody really likes milk duds. So they've eaten all the other candies. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. like the, <laughs> at the bitter end, it's going to be milk duds yeah. all the time. And they just, and they've only been there eight weeks, right? That's milk the thing. Duds the no, I think the Norwegians, <laughs> he says the Norwegians were there eight weeks because uh, the, the re- somebody replies, well, that's not long enough to go stir crazy. I don't think we right. know how long I, they've been there. I thought they said they were only time. I thought they were only there for a little while too. Windows but, mentions when, when some it could have been when Blair or when when the captain like like uh like confronts him about like do get a hold of somebody. Yeah, I can't remember what he says. Windows says something like, "I have I, I, I had storm. Yeah, yeah, I had shit in weeks, or I haven't ain't shit yeah. had shit in months, or I something like right. that." He, he said, "I haven't had shit for two weeks." He yeah, had yeah, contact yeah. In and two weeks. you know, like. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I I take it there should be it should have been there longer, given that they when they hear eight weeks out of the Norwegians, they all go, well, that's not that like that ain't oh, shit, yeah. like that's yeah. nothing. Um, uh, so what I brought up earlier, it was uh, Emo Enemo, I think his name is. Uh, he's the one that did the original music, then got uh, overran by John Carter. Took the yeah. same music, put it into Hateful Eight, and got an Oscar for it. Oh, yes, I remember when that movie like, came out. They talked about that, and I was like, all right. Yeah. Oh, I'm like that's crazy. Hateful that's like eight. 30 years later. Almost. Quentin Tarantino's a huge The Thing fan oh. too. So yeah. Oh, is, sure. is he? Yes. I didn't know that. One yeah, of his favorite awesome. horror movies. He said, if not one of the best movies. Well, even John Carter says it's one of his favorites too. So I mean, it's it's up there with a lot of people. Oh yeah. Did you say John Carter? Yeah. Yeah. John Carter. From Mars. I thought you said Carpenter, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Didn't okay. John Carpenter? Yeah, I know who John Carpenter. I did. I did. I don't know if he, he directed John, Car- John Carter. I, I did say it wrong. Was. Thank you, Bo, for pointing that out. So, oh, so this this I, movie. I'm just, I'm just making sure I heard. I, I'm just making sure you did. Noah. This, this yeah, movie no, you, really stalled uh, John Carpenter's career. He was set to do Firestarter. Yes. He had a uh, like a three-month oh, really? deal and stuff. But this one was so poorly received. Uh, the critics yeah. didn't like it. It didn't do very well at the box office. Uh, maybe just barely made back it, its its budget. It made its money and, back. Uh, it was sixteen. It made nineteen. Yeah, something and a half like or something. Yeah. I thought I read today. I wonder what it's made but, since then. But it, know, yeah, sure. It's right? one of those movies that uh, home box office. Uh, I just like spent Pulp some money Fiction. on it. I mean, that's why that's why Tarantino <laughs> probably likes it. Wasn't Pulp what? Fiction not great in the box office and has been huge afterwards? No, Pulp Fiction well, was well, big what, in the box office. What made office. Pulp Fiction great was that all the um, all the actors worked for scale on the project. Uh, that's how they kept the budget yeah. low because they didn't have to like advance anybody millions of dollars. They all said we're yeah. going to take X percentage of what it makes, uh, so they made it for okay. almost nothing comparatively. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. I also know the way that they make movies now, especially back then. All these movies, right, are are individual corporate entities. Like that, you know, it's like yeah, the thing right. productions or whatever they make it. And they're not interested about like the money later. Because the money the the thing on paper has to show that it that, that company made a profit making that movie or it's a failure. Yeah. Like you know, because they're they're worried because they're trying to get the, the money for the next movies being made now. They don't care about, well, hey, look, man, this is going to become a cult classic. And in like 30, 40 years, dude, it's going to be <laughs> the money's going to be off the chain. They're like, that doesn't get, uh, I don't know, yeah. the next movie yeah. coming out from us in 1983 made, like, you know what yeah. I mean, right now. But um, 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, Rip Palmer. Uh, Palmer transforms in the blood scene, and it's it's so good, and I Dude, love it so much. And he gets windows too, which is great jump for me. Scare? That yes, that, that was oh, the jump scare that got the, me when it oh my God. blood jumped. I literally just, I screamed a little bit. I'm not. And they're all no. attached to them. They're all tied up together, so they can't. A little bit of pee came out. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. I got a free one year video membership for that. When when this so there used to be this radio show in in the town in Philadelphia, near where I grew up, and I used to listen to it every like I think it was every Friday night or something like that, and uh, they had call ins. You know, you could call in and it was October and you could say what your favorite scariest scene was in a horror movie. And I referenced <laughs> that scene as the awesome. yeah. blood scene and all that. And I was like probably 14 or 13 and I was like nervous as hell and all that kind of stuff. And I'm talking about it and they're like, you know, that's the best one of the night or something like that. We're going to give you a free one year subscription to Hollywood Video or something like that. So I got a like a one year like unlimited rentals at Hollywood Video or something like nice. that. Nice. At 14? Was, like, was Hollywood was, Video around at 14? I don't think so. In Pennsylvania, it might have been. Maybe it was West Coast Video, I think it might have okay. been called. It might have been called West Coast Video. Anyway. Definitely wasn't um, Bradley's. No, it definitely wasn't Bradley's. But, <laughs> no, but I, that that scene like. Bo, I have to give to you. Day. I got to pause for a second, Bo. I have to give you a ton of credit. For being able to hold on to that story this entire podcast <laughs> until the blood jumping scene came out. Because if it was me and I actually won something off a radio show because of a scene from the thing, I'd be like, hey, what's up? My name is Ryan Guy. Yeah, Troll Suit Podcast. Anyway, so one time I, there was this radio station. Okay, it was like, no, no intro. No. Listen, and I called the, the DJ and I was terrified, but I mentioned the thing and I won something. So good on you. That That's good, good rating. That's fantastic. Uh, well, oh, it'd be on his like business cards. One time oh, winner of uh, one year uh, video rentals. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, it'd be everywhere. But yeah, like but that scene. Still, the pee scene, my pants a little bit every time I see it. Yes. It's so good. Because it happens. And, and it's funny because when you go back, you see Palmer. They have shots of Palmer before it. And they have shots of everybody looking a little sus. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's looking a little like, I don't know, man. You look weird. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm Palmer not. looks. Like, they don't little, know. Like, going back, like, Palmer looks like he's waiting to become the thing a little bit, yeah. but you know, I guess they all are, but one shot I'll never forget, um, uh, is, uh, when he's finally, you know, up off the couch and he, he eats windows. <laughs> God, yeah. right. The shot yeah. of his feet slipping in the blood is uh, truly a terrifying <laughs> oh shot. Oh my God. Yes. Like, like I'm kind of going from going, Oh man, windows, get him. Yeah. Windows is annoying. And then all of a sudden the shot of the feet in the blood, it just, it, it just, it's perfect. And it just makes me like squirm. I'm like, that is so out of control and so gory. Even though it's like one of the least bloodiest scenes in the film, it's still, I'm just like, that's a can't with the blood. It's, with it the, is uh, funny. Blood. It's so good. I'll tell you what though, the worst, the, the the cringiest thing, the cringiest scene in this entire movie to me, based on who I am, is every single time they cut somebody's thumb to get the blood out. I yeah. Just <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, yep. I just saw one oh. and just cut Windows thumb and I'm just like, oh my God. Yes. How could you do that and not even flinch? I'd be screaming like a well, little girl. We man, see that in movies like, all the times. I we know. see that all the time. Like the Hangover when they when when Zach Galifianakis cuts his hand in the Hangover, and you're just like, how do you do that? Yeah, I'd be no. screaming. So I, I do not know anybody who has ever just sliced their palm open to get blood. I was like, oh, that is I've been crazy. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's something. It's, it's just a Hollywood movies. trope. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, unless <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's an Antarctica thing too, because you're dealing with uh, frozen temperatures and stuff, and maybe you got to dig a little. Maybe deep. I don't know. Oh, every time they cut his thumb, I'm just like. Oh, can't oh speaking of it. tropes, how about uh, guy in burn suit breaks through uh, breaks through window or yeah. breaks through the wall and like slowly has to fall down? Yes. that was such a thing around that time when they were like <laughs> when they developed like all right. So we can put a guy in a suit a fire. where he won't get burned, but he's on fire. He's fully on fire. And then, it, but, but I love it because it's like, but then he can only do that for a little bit because he has to fall down. We have to put him out real fast. Like right, right. every movie from this era and had cut. that guy. Yes. Had, it's like, I love how anyone who's on fire has to hit both knees and go fight, like face down. Face first. Yeah. In the same, yeah. like, you can tell that that was like the safety protocol, right? Like, it's uh-huh. like, you know, yeah. that was how they... Did it well? You don't like, want to so, get yeah. sprayed in the face with that stuff. Yes, that, oh, that no, is it was no joke. All, all for safety, all to make sure everyone's safe. But anyone who was on fire in the eighties fell yeah. the exact same way every time. <laughs> it doesn't even like, burst through the wall like the Kool Aid guy. Go, oh yeah, yeah. balsa oh, yeah. wood, oh, yeah. balsa wood that splinters everywhere. Of course, because that's yes. gonna, that's going to stop a snowstorm in Antarctica. And also, no matter what their body, no matter what their body like shape is, it's always bigger. bigger. Yeah, <laughs> they look like a guy wrapped in asbestos than wrapped in rags that are flammable. Like it looks like anybody <laughs> like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, this brought up a, uh, an interesting thought that I uh, I had when I was watching this. When they go to see the Norwegians and they have the guy that is at the desk and it looks yeah. like he cuts his own throat and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And got the blood that's frozen and stuff. Like I was like, oh my god, that is that, such a crazy. Now yeah. my only thought on that is is. There's no way you cut your own throat like that. Well, wait a second, because they made a movie about this, right? Didn't you talk about that, Ryan? That's a 2011? They did, they did. Do they, they address did. that and, scene? And you do, yeah, you do see it. I, I, I can't recall how it plays out, but they do have the guy cut his own throat. Yeah. So got to check it out and see if it holds up. I, yeah, I can't yeah. remember, <laughs> so I feel bad. But but yeah, like, I loved that. I mean, let's be honest. How are you going to be holding the straight razor you did it with? That That's... that's, that's that, that was that is balls. That is I. That well, is like some old like way some old Roman guy would kill himself. Like I'll cut my own throat with my own gladius and lay here holding it. I'm yeah. squirming everywhere. Are you kidding it's, me? It's like, like two inches deep, and I was just. And didn't I'm they pretty show- sure you could see a hesitation cut too. Oh, if you God. look at his neck, there's one that's like not very deep, and then there's the real one, like under. Oh, it. see those like, those are the things is, that freak me out because I just I yeah. Like, I, I get a little worried every day and shaving with those damn safety shaver, you know, razors in the, the shower. I'm like, oh, if this thing gets me, I, I, but yeah, how <laughs> no, he cut I, his own throat. I'm like, oh, you'll never be as bad as Fox Mulder in X-Files letting a woman he is pretty sure of, is a vampire <laughs> shave his face with a straight razor because it was sexy. <laughs> never forget that. I'll there never forget some, that. There was some <laughs> other movie I was just recently watching where the the hero let the villain or vice versa mm. shave them. And yeah. It yeah. Just like, and, oh, it's a like, big yeah. trope in Westerns. You know, oh, you're always yeah, going yeah. to the oh, barber okay. and they're always, which I have to, I talked to my wife, my birthday was this last weekend. And I was telling my wife, oh. one, of, one of my, my uh, dreams is to go to a barber and get a straight razor shave of my head. It's very you know? relaxing. Uh, I've, I've never, it. and I was, and she goes, well, we should go do that. And I was like, no, nah, I really don't want to leave today. Cause I'm still kind of like, mm, I'm not sure if I trust anybody with a straight razor, but you it's one of those things I really want to do one Nick. Nick. I, 
Uh, he only he only did the hesitation to rock on my throat, not the full. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know actually, what I mean? It was, it's all my, good. it was on my upper lip, actually. I got a tiny little nick on my upper lip, but other than that, yeah, it's it's very relaxing to get it done. Well, no, I'm talking my head, like not not my face. No, I don't want to. No, I want to raise my head. Okay. I, yeah, I have recently started going to. Uh, I, I, I've never had a straight razor on my face ever until um, I recently decided. You know, I've always trimmed my beard myself, and I'm like, whatever. But uh, I was like, there's this little like uh, place I uh, brought my son to called like Razzle Dazzle, and it's all like uh, 1930s kind of themed. It's like oh, it looks nice. like something like some mafia kind of thing. Very cool. And uh, yeah, it's it's a cool. The soundtrack's cool. The people that work there are great, right? So I'm like, you know what? It's like. They charge like 20 bucks to trim a beard. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. I'm going to go do that, yeah. right? It's I go nice every once in a while. You get it done right. Like, Yeah. Different, well, yeah. this dude did not play games. This guy <laughs> was, he barely spoke to me, I'm sure, as was the fashion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So I laid there, and I keep my, I took my glasses off, eyes closed. I'm like, I don't even want to have my eyes open while this guy's like so close to my face with all these different implements, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, I feel this sh- and he's edging out my beer with yeah. a straight razor coming down. Yeah. Goes up on the eyebrows, dude. <laughs> oh, your eyebrows? Eyebrows, razor? bro. Yes, dude. And he's and you can hear it. And yeah. I, I'm like going, okay, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Just don't blink. I, don't move my I eyes. I open my eyes when I'm done, put my glasses on. This dude edged me out completely. I mean, everything was sharp yeah. as hell. And I was like, whoa. And he was like an <laughs> nice. expert with that thing. But I felt that blade kind of scrape. Yeah. I was like. Oh, that's a straight rate. I've never had that yeah. near my face. It's I'm like, that's wild experience. Yeah. You did a great job. It's, it's, it's so you have to get, you, you got to do yeah. it. No. And, and report back. You got to let them. Yeah. Sh- sh- get what there. I thought you were going to say, Ryan is, is once all the big turtle soup money started rolling in, that's when you <laughs> yeah, that's started what... to go to a barber and get your straight razor and your beard done. Once you know, all like, that podcast money started rolling, all in, that podcast, you're like, money, I need uh... to treat myself. <laughs> I can't be seen we, looking I mean, that screen. Trust me, I'm not a I'm not a regular participant, but I can tell you the <laughs> money is is undefinable how much it comes in it, from it, the podcast. It, I mean it's it really hard to put a number to it. <laughs> it's absolutely indefinable. You I don't know if I could put a number. <laughs> the money I've made podcasting. I, I can um, put a number on the money we've made. It's a yeah, big goose yeah. egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I mean, we're not right. big enough well, to have nobody, a Wait, there's no beyond well, these? Well, I, no, like, yeah, shipping.com? Like, there's no, like... No, 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 no. We're not, we're not like, you know, selling the same one ad that everyone's selling on every podcast, <laughs> like, you know, like, like Squarespace. Oh, uh, right, we do, right. we do, just to clear the record, we do have patrons that are amazing. Uh, oh, right, you do have Patreon and stuff, Yeah, right? that money does, yeah. like, go into the show. Uh, I don't see any dollars out of it, uh, uh, personally, uh, because it... <laughs> It's so funny because I told Eric when we launched Patreon, I was kind of like, it'd be kind of cool to make a little money on the podcast. And Eric's <laughs> like, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I'm like, you know, just if there's money. So we, we're saving up all this money. We're like, well, hey, we're not going to take any money personally until, until like, you know, we, we, we might need this money for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is not failed. Whatever. It has not failed to always be needed for stuff. I have never, me and Eric have never once had a dollar <laughs> that we've said, this is my dollar. It's always like, how much money we got? All right. How much is a new computer? That much? Cool. <laughs> it's just always well, like something. Just the amount we have. Wrong. Yeah, it, it's it always works out. <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah, oh, they always send out really cool stuff. Yeah, I've got I've got all my stuff here. Got some t-shirts. Oh, that's and awesome. Stuff. Yeah, Eric, yeah, Eric I, slaves over a hot stove. Yeah, I've been a that's, I've been a Patreon. Like my two favorite podcasts are Turtle Soup and uh, uh, Hero Movie Podcast. Neither one of them do do any ads. It's, it's just the Patreon, but they they do give back to their Patreon. So I love that. Oh, and yeah, we, I thought about it someday. Guys, and yeah. One of these days we might. Well, we're holding out for what wine exchange. I think we were trying to get bottle barns yeah. to, to to sponsor oh, us. Barn. <laughs> but uh, I think I have a dim memory. Of of like one of you, I think it was Noah talking about how was it Bottle Barn or bottle? Yeah. you guys were talking about all the alcohol. I think it's the first episode. Yeah, we yeah. You were talking about like all the little stuff you need. And I was like, yeah, yo, that'd be crazy because like when I hear your drink ingredients, I'm like, that sounds like a run to the <laughs> store every episode for me. Like, I yes, can't even imagine. It is. Almost. It was for a while. You guys were saying, well, you build up some stuff, right? I think Steve was yeah. saying like you build up a cabinet, you eventually have this a lot of the stuff, and Noah I think mentioned like. Look, I'm thinking about trying to talk to somebody over a bottle barn or somewhere to get. <laughs> I was like, if drinks are a big part of your podcast, you absolutely should. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I, I thought about talking to them. We got a new one opening up tomorrow. Uh, it opens tomorrow. The the Total Wine and More is opening up in Santa Rosa. I and they I have local God. representation. You might be able to. I mean, I'm not kidding. I I'm going to go in there. I'm not joking. Like it's a nationwide <laughs> firm. It's a nationwide yeah. company. But they have everybody that's in the stores are all local. Every time I go to a store, it's not well. My daughter got that neighborhood yeah, feel to it. Yeah, so my daughter luck. Ash is looking at at uh, getting a job there, and she even said that one of the reasons she wanted to do it is to see if she can get me a, an employee discount. And I was like, Well, you they know have what? employee that's discounts. I I found out they don't get bumps <laughs> on the uh, the Grand Reserve drawings because I talked to some of the employees. That would be my reason. So hey, so Ryan, there's like. They're, the thing they do is they have there's limited edition releases of various liquors. Oh right, right. Bourbons, okay. brandies, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And they only come out once a year. And there's like ten cases nationwide or worldwide Ooh. or something like that. So they have a drawing for it. Okay. And what? So when the drawing comes, it's based on basically how much you spend and how much you spend on their product versus anyway whatever. I talked to some of the employees just the other day and they're like, yeah, we don't get any kind of special treatment. <laughs> like I told them what I've won from the drawings and they're like, yeah, I mean, okay. So you're ahead of me. <laughs> it is, it is cool that they have like a customer like loyalty program where it's like, are you yeah, a real yeah. one? Like, are you in this store? Then like, you're going to get like a bump up, but at least right. it's somewhat like, um, it's, it's not like that. Like, I guess like, uh, uh, you know, kind of like an it's old like, boy situation yeah. where it's kind of who you right. know. It's more like, no, if you shop here, you have at odds. I think if the I think if the employees got a bump though, it would basically oh be gosh. like it would basically There'd be, be like a line the, around the block for people to get hired there. Well, the, <laughs> problem is, the problem is it'd be like it'd be like the record store back in the day, like where like oh. the employees that worked there got all the good records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was no limit on it, or, so like the way that you really pissed, ticket master or working the ticket oh, master probably printing printing your own yeah. tickets, you know, before <laughs> you know before Dude, the internet. Yeah, it and used to like, be the. That used to be like that used to be like our whole game in, in, in high school. We were all like collecting like used records and like if you brought a record up and it you could see the look on the guy's face that he's like, Holy shit. Like he missed it. Yeah. You're like, ah and he had to give you yeah. credit. Cause he cause he's kinda like Yeah. Damn it. And you could see their face like, All right, uh, damn. Because yeah. they were gonna, they were gonna buy it first. So you gotta worry because you, they like all the grand reserves gone or half of it's gone because the employees all get it right. Like it's like high stuff. fidelity. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, like high fidelity. That's that's the life I live back then. Um, but yeah, uh, man. Um, so we, we were talking, we were talking about the blood test. One of the things yes. that yes, that made 
I was I this was one of the scenes I kind of laughed at. I'm like, oh my god, I don't I don't know if I could have handled this. So when uh it, it was Palmer that went crazy and he's tied to a chair or a couch with Childs and I, I, I believe think Childs it's Clark. in a chair and the other people are on a couch. The people well, they're all tied together. Childs Childs in was, a chair, but then the other ones are tied to the couch. But they're right next to him, and I'm like, yeah. watching these guys jump up and down. And I was like, I think Holy it's, it's the, the, the captain and someone yeah. else are on the couch with him. I, I can't think remember that's Clark. Who, isn't that was Clark? Clark got him? shot. Clark Clark got balls. Palmer. I think it's Palmer. Palmer's one that strange. There's three people. Uh, it's Palmer. I think it's Childs. I think Childs right is one of them for sure. Childs is one of them. Yeah. From right I to thought, left, it's, it's Palmer. Well, I, Cap, El, El Capitan, and then Childs all the way on the that's left. Gary. I'm pretty that's sure. Gary. That's Gary. Gary. That's right. Okay. I always forget his name because oh, yeah. Palmer it's, calls him El Capitan first thing in the movie, and that's like my cook. name for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the well, cook. and he's also one of the weirdest like castings in this. Like everybody else looks like he fits. He looks like he's miscast for some reason too. He looks like he should be an airplane. Sure <laughs> right, right, Gary, the, like the, the guy, the captain guy, the kind of he's kind of the guy in charge. He's the one that shoots the the Norwegian front with his pistol from the window, yeah. which I was kind of like a dead eye shot. Yeah, I'd be scared uh, of El Capitan because, like, I know he's doing old cup and saucer shit with that pistol, but he <laughs> nails that guy from downtown through the but, eye lens, yeah. through the yeah. eye gear. But nothing Pretty else, good. nothing else makes him seem like he's kind of on the top on the ball he just is no. kind of like this is this is the captain that really doesn't know what's going on he leaves everything to the xo and he's actually in his cabin just drinking 100%, 100%. the whole time 100 and so it was like but when I they're on that couch were, to me sorry go ahead when they're on that couch and in and in, in uh palmer's transforming i was like holy sh-, like i'm like that would i would have shit myself one hundred percent. I would. I was just like, and they yeah. drag it on. And I was like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> you feel. You feel like there's. It just. It goes on for so long. You're totally right. And and the tension is like, what is he gonna? What is he gonna do next? And yeah. you, you you find yourself on the couch in your head like, what would <laughs> I do? Yeah. Like like, you know. But I mean, it was so crazy. And then well, I, you well, guys were talking about it earlier too. When he when he bites the head of Windows, <laughs> the first thing that went to my mind was is like, have you guys ever got a good just mouthful of hair? <laughs> that was what went through my mind because I was looking at this guy. He looks like a Brillo pad on top, and I was just like, that monster's just got a fucking throat full of just oh, hair in his throat right there. And I was like, he's got to be choking on that thing. He's gonna spit him out. No, hundred percent. So I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, but that whole scene was it was like the jump of the blood was like yeah. probably the best yeah. jump scare in the whole thing, even though it wasn't like at you time. not even just of that. <laughs> maybe of all time. I, yeah, I was not a good one. It is. It is. They so set it up perfectly. And, and well, here's the thing. I think this is actually kind of genius when it comes to the writing. Most of us think. This whole hot copper wire in the in in the petri dish with with the blood wasn't gonna work. This is nothing. This is stupid. Like yeah. like the, like yeah. like a blood test. Like we think of like scientifically. Like we need to run this mm-hmm. put this thing in a machine where it's like cross spectrum analyzed. <laughs> you don't expect anyone's blood to ever be bad. So when it finally is and it jumps up like a cartoon, yeah. you you're ultimately you're you're terrified. Somehow that equals terrified. And it is it is so it is it is it is radio show award winning, yeah. uh, jump scare right there for Bo, and yeah. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, like, it, it was it, great. It's, it's so yeah. good, and yeah, 
that's also where I think the movie then kind of took a turn for me where it started to kind of play out a little. It slows like, down a lot. It it does. It gets really weird where they're going room yeah. to room, blowing up everything with the Molotov cocktails, which also don't explode the way they show them exploding. They just right. burn. They don't blow in up. In defense, in defense, no. Yeah. Uh, damn, I can't remember. Doesn't doesn't Nalls throw something else in the room? They're no, like, they're they both throw throw, two they're things. Both, in some the of room. them have so some of them have flares, some of them have dynamite, and some of them have Molotov cocktails. But and when they're walking down the hall, when they're walking choice. down the hall, they're just throwing <laughs> yeah. Molotov cocktails. They're throwing the bottles with okay. the little rags out of them, and then they show them exploding. And I'm like, nope. It would just burn. It burns crazy, hey, no. but it hey, just hey, no. burns. Hey, no. Yeah. Um, that, the answer you're looking for is, is it looks cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I get that, and, but and it really just big being a burn would work because that's all they're trying to do is burn out the yeah. the, the the aliens. So, but I was just like, that was one of my those ones where I was yeah. like, oh, man, come on now. And so we don't like, have those little grenades like the Norwegians have. What privilege? To have like, well, those, like can't, which they can't hold on like, to. Why would right, you not make sure. a grenade with some grip on? Why would you not make grenade with like some kind of a like friction tape on it or something? It's so a when paper you tube. Pull your like, arm back in the middle tube. of the desert. It just flies. Who hunts with a grenade like that? It's not it's even a, a real uh, grenade. It's a. It's, it's an a, explosive. Yes, yeah, an explosive. It's a toilet paper tube with like death inside, <laughs> and uh, you've got wet, wet snow gloves on, and the guy's face like yeah. oh. Like what when he, when he throws well, that, so good. That's the other thing. Like, why would you go dig for that? You run the other way. Who cares if you lose your helicopter? You don't hey, lose your life. Look. Yeah. Well, look, the Swedes aren't that smart. Or maybe the Swedes Franz are the Norwegians. No, the Swedes aren't. Are not Archduke that smart. Franz Ferdinand caught a black bomb that was thrown into his lap and just held it. It was just a dud. Like <laughs> this happened just before he was actually assassinated by a gun. He caught a black bomb, and I have always had. Who are you talking about? Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Archduke Ferdinand. Okay, the one that started World War One, right? Started World War One. He was he was on he his his assassination by uh, I believe it was Turkish rebels uh, caused the it was the thing that lit the powder keg in World War One. This cat's being paraded around the city, and it's it's funny and everything's great. An assassin tries to throw a black bomb at him. He catches it. It doesn't go off. Please get that guy. Uh, down the road a bit, turns the corner, gets shot by a guy with the littlest pistol ever, and dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I, we, I, had this, I had this theory for a long time that if you threw a grenade at someone, I think they'd catch it. Oh, I right. think that, like, I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, it, it, it's something internal. It's something inside me that says, I bet you if I caught someone off guard with a grenade, I didn't like go, oh, look, it's a grenade and pulled the pin. But if I said, <laughs> I threw it. I guarantee you, your first impulse is to try to catch it. Catch it and set throw it back. And it, <laughs> just catch it. Just be like, what is this? What are you throwing at me, bro? And you get blown up. Um, <laughs> so I think I think that, no, but in reality, I think that the reason he's trying to dig it out is he thinks he can save the helicopter because that they're in the middle of nowhere. Like to him. Right. Like, he, like yeah. he's like. Well, it also shows he has zero military helicopter. training, so. Oh, he's just a pilot or whatever. That, no, very true. And the, whoever was shooting the gun, that guy. Oh God! I mean, so when when you were true. telling that story, it made me think like there should have been a little golden book that was called the littlest pistol ever, right? That that <laughs> yes. just and it was the story of the guy that shoots and <laughs> assassinates him. 
and, and also don't forget Daniel Plainview. He shoot, <laughs> he uses the littlest gun ever to kill Henry, and that, I love that. So he's just, he's like, how about the littlest gun? What if it was like, what if it was this pin, but yeah. with like some metal in it, and and something that went pow, like three match heads, and I just went like, come on, man. Um. Anyway, yeah. Well, that's no, like Men in Black. It's like Men in Black. Oh, right. Yes, that tiny cricket. Yeah. The noisy cricket. So, so two things backing up a little bit. Yeah. One, tied to the couch. The couch yes. is Palmer, Gary, and Childs. Yes. Yep. And then Knowles is in the chair by himself. Worst casting couch video ever. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, you guys were talking, Noah, you were talking about Gary and how he was like this cast. I actually I thought he, think he, I, I thought I, he was. I thought he was cast appropriately because it's kind of a trope to me that the military leader, leader. The captain, the whatever, the yeah. whatever, the colonel, whatever. He's always like so different. Like he's like well, hardcore, toes the line, follows the rules. He like, doesn't garner a lot of respect with those guys either. Like that a little bit, a little bit. A little bit well, I think this actually serves both your points a little bit because like, <laughs> because to what Bo said, he is that guy and those, and he doesn't do anything. He's like the captain. He only runs around because, because it's like, it's not even a military True. installation, but I guess it's that not yeah. military adjacent, at least enough. They're using maybe resources. So he's there as like probably from some other branch to like yeah. make sure no one like, I don't know, defects like the Coast Russia Guard, a non-military kind of a thing, like the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. I really, I know we're getting so tangented, but I wanted to tell you this. I have to tell you this, Noah. Ice, I went to a Rays game earlier this year and uh, Vanilla Ice played. Okay, oh, after, nice. the, after the concert. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was wild. Uh with Montel Jordan, by the way. And uh really? hearing Mont yes, this hearing Montel Hearing Montel Jordan seeing this is how we do it, and it's a Friday it was a Friday night game on Friday night. When he says it's Friday night and that's real that's a next level. Yeah. That's next level. Vanilla Ice comes out. And in the middle of the show somewhere, I, I guess because he's playing to baseball fans and he goes, well, yeah. a lot of these guys like have to be draped in an American flag all the time. He pulls out an American flag, drapes himself with it and starts like kind of awkwardly like thanking everyone that's, you know, like thanking anyone. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. gets he gets on the armed forces. He literally says he goes, hey, big shout out to the first responders, blah, blah. And, you know, and also our military. And he starts naming the branches. And, and the minute he did, oh. the, no, when he started, I go, you're going to miss Space Force. You're <laughs> probably going to miss Coast Guard, right? Here comes your boy. Yo, bro, the Army, bro, the Marines, the Air Force, kid, the Navy. Anyways, and, oh, and God, you need to know I did this. I shouted as loud as I could. I go, <laughs> Coast Guard and Space Force. And the guy next to me who was who was older and he shouted Coast Guard at the same time. Yeah. And I yeah. just know he was a Coast Guard vet. And yeah. but I want you to know, I showed out to Vanilla for you. <laughs> and it wasn't just awesome. me and him. Several and, people and, said Coast Guard. Yeah. Out loud. Yeah. Vanilla Ice did not go back huge... up No, I know I stand up for you guys, you yeah. Bill. Got to. Uh all the guys I know. Uh <laughs> All the guys that are Coast Guard guys, I know you guys are armed forces, military, all that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's well. There's it's a lot of Coast Guard down in, in 
Tampa Bay and in that yeah. area. And in, in, in the matter of fact, when I was supposed to, uh, when I went to boot camp, uh, I had a what's called a guaranteed region. It was supposed to be for down in that area. Oh, uh, and uh, I got really homesick. So when they came up and said, "Do you want to keep this?" I was like, "No, no, I, I want to just pick for." And I ended up going to Hawaii. Uh, so oh. there was a. Pretty Originally, <laughs> I was I I had planned to go to uh, I planned to go down to Florida because I wanted to be on what they call the surface effect ship, which is one of the fast responder ships. Okay. Um, and uh, I decided that no, I wanted to go closer to home, and I ended up going to Hawaii, which probably was worse because nobody came out there to see me either. So, yeah, uh, right. but it's probably the same distance away, right? Right, it is. Yeah, just it, the other pretty direction. Much. Except exactly. there's just so much water. You're right. <laughs> the bridge so is a water. bitch. <laughs> the bridge is a. bitch. So, uh, but that's awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate. Yeah, no, it. I yelled. I yelled Coast Guard. I said, Coast Guard, Space Force, what's wrong with you? And a lot of people were like, everyone forgot Space Force, but me. Yeah, and nobody. Everybody else nobody. Goes, Coast Guard. And I'm like, yeah. Even Space himself, Force but... doesn't want to hear face. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when I started last small tangent, uh, no, when the when I started working for my dad out of high school, he was uh, he worked in like wire rope sling like fabrication, uh-huh. like right, right, so he yeah. made slings and stuff. The foreman of the shop at the time was the hardest ass man I'd ever worked for. He destroyed me. Uh, he was a damage repairman from the Coast Guard. Yep. You see, I knew it right away. <laughs> and he was, I asked him, I said, I said, Tim, what'd you do in the Coast Guard? He goes, damage repairman. I said, like, what is that? And he made me like, go do something else. Like he made me go work <laughs> hard. Yeah. Like he was a hard ass and uh, he was a hell of a man. So, I mean, the Coast Guard vet, he was amazing. So and one of our favorite things crazy. we did to pick on uh, uh, boots was we would send them to get a DC punch. We're like, hey, go over to such and such shop and get a DC punch for me. You know, and they're just thinking, oh, I'm going to go get this tool. And usually it was the DC shop and they'd go in there and go, hey, yeah, I need a DC punch. So the whatever DC was around there, which is a damage controlman, would literally just punch him in the arm and send them back. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> That's so, oh, yes. one of my favorite things to pick was to pick on our, our boots with that one. So that's uh, awesome. I actually I actually looked at becoming a DC man for a while. So that's a that's a cool cool thing. Yeah, no, he he no, he's, he's guys. awesome guy, awesome guy. Uh, yeah. So 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 unlike this conversation, uh, the movie <laughs> starts dipping for Noah. Yes, after it, the big the big couch. Yeah, yeah, it did. And I, I don't know if it was because it, there was less people. Uh, we kind of knew what the big monster was. It, it kind of the yeah. suspense left it, and so then now it was just a survival thing. And you had, you basically had Nalls and um, I can't remember. It was Nalls, McGreedy, and one other were kind of starting to place. Gary was still alive. I, Gary charges Nalls, right after it's Nalls, McGreedy. Oh, it's Gary. Gary yeah, child. yeah. And Childs. Well, Childs disappears. He does he kinda, disappear. He's, we know he's still alive. Yeah. After the yeah, he, yeah, he, right. he, we know he runs end. out. When they come back to the base, he's not there. They, they don't know where he is. He's but thing. they're like he's set in the charges, and the, and then we get the yeah. big monster. To, and it, it and was big, like, talk about the big monster reveal because that that is kind of anticlimactic. It it kind of yes. holds on the monster. It shows him a little bit. It, it and they actually do some stop motion at this point too. I think when the when the tentacles burst out of the hole. Yeah, I think, I think you're that's right. Done with stop motion. So that um, whole scene. Uh, this is also if you if you get the Blu-ray, you can see this. This that whole scene was supposed to be all be stop motion. Okay, um, oh, I really like when 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 uh, it, it do the ground when it comes. Yeah, when the ground starts the moving and starts heading towards yeah. you. And, um, Love that. That's cool. But then it bursts out. It kind of loses its momentum when yeah. it gets yeah. And a lot of coming through the boards sequence. is pretty intense. Yeah, that was awesome. That whole sequence was supposed to be stop motion, and somebody 
worked on it like very like Ray Harryhausen style. He was a guy um, <laughs> yeah. who apparently was a disciple of Ray Harryhausen. He was like much respected in stop oh, motion. Really? Like he was, yeah, he was like the kind of the, like the heir apparent. Did a great job, and you can see on the on the Blu-ray it is pretty good. It's it's pretty good. Uh, but like Carpenter saw it and was like, I, that's not sharp enough for me. And oh. so they wound up doing a lot of it practically other ways. But I think you are right, uh, Steve, because there is a piece of stop motion that's in there that survived yeah. from that sequence. The um, scene that I did like, and it's a very practical thing, is when uh, he grabs, I think it's Gary, um, right? from the Gary by the face and his fingers are sinking yes. in his... I was like, oh, oh so man, good. that's crazy. So good. Yeah. Oh, and then he drags him off. I was like, yeah. oh. By his face. It's, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and that's, an, it, you know, when you see the the autopsy earlier where the the faces are kind of separated apart. And it looks yes. Like, mm-hmm. yep. And then you get a sense here when those fingers kind of mold into to the guy's jaw, you get a sense of what that mutation is all about. It's like you can form things by connecting two things that are separate yeah. together into one. And, and so that makes more sense. And it's so much yep. scarier that it's just Blair. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have his tentacles pulling out of his face. He doesn't yep. he's not got three heads and a dog's face with right. a flower. He's just teeth. got his mouth right. open, his Blair. eyes looking weird and yeah. It's just it's just looks like Blair. So when you see Blair the first time, I love it. He's not transformed and he just does that. And he never really transforms until the end where you see him as the big yeah. creature. But yeah. like right. I love that they didn't do that to him. Yeah. He's scarier just as Blair. Honestly, I agree. Yeah, like I agree. And scary. I almost wish it would have stayed that way. Like, I, I almost don't, mm. I almost think we didn't need to see the big, the big beast or whatever. I think it might've been better. Yeah. It, it's hard to say it, you know, after watching it and then you change it, who, which would have been better. It's, it's hard to say, but uh, it just, it fell off a little bit, but I do think the ending was magical in a way that it just ended with the two of them going, yep, we'll kind of see. Yeah. You know, they're looking at each other like, yeah, I don't know if you are. I don't know if I am, but we're going to fucking sit here and find out. Yeah. And I was like, besides, uh, besides the, the uh, graphic scenes in this movie, that's probably the most talked about um, as far yeah. as just the ambiguity, you know, who is, who is possibly yeah. the, uh, the thing, if they're both, if, you know, all the, everyone's reading into, you know, there was talk about how the, the cinematographer would light the eyes for people who had been affected and stuff. And so they were looking oh, at the really? scene saying, okay, well, the, were, were oh, the eyes lit and stuff like that? But, but then the there's so many people talking. To- <laughs> the cinematographer yes. even said something like, no, we didn't, I, we didn't light the eyes correctly in that scene. So don't, <laughs> don't read into it. And, and, uh, you yeah, know. <laughs> I even heard people like, they're going like, they were looking, you know, uh, you see McCready breathing, but you don't see Childs breathing. Yeah. So it's got to be Childs. And then they're like, well, you don't see McCready's breath, but you do see Childs. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Like, I like, always, it, well, in my, I guess maybe it's just because it's easier for me. Like, I always just assume that they're not infected. Me too. But that it's just gone too far. And they don't know they're not. And they're like, best us, better us just die here and yeah. save humanity then risk it. That's how I always took it. But I respect well, people that put a lot of work into who infected. It, it is interesting. Well, is I like the fact that it's. it's I have a two. very different. Go ahead, Noah. Sorry. McCready oh. and Childs have that head budding. Like they're always. Yeah. We're yes. both alphas. We're both always fighting, and we're the last two. And it. We're gonna look at each other till the very end. We're gonna stare each other in the eye, and we're neither one of us are gonna give up this alpha stance. And we're going to take this to the court. And I was like, but they also are looking at like, it's also us against them. And I was just yeah. like, dude, that's, and the fact yeah. that they ended, there's no big 
score on the end of it. It just mm-hmm. goes black. I literally was like, wait, wait, is it? Oh, and then the and then the and then the uh, credits start coming. I was like, oh shit, That's he it. did it that way. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. okay, That's I awesome. like it. I like it because. I've been in confrontations like that with other people where we're both, you know, we're both equally in in a power move, and it's like we disagree on some stuff, we agree on some stuff. So, but it's that um, I'm a fight for my power, and and literally, you look at the guy, you're like, you know, in some cases, I fucking respect you to no ends, but the other case, I could turn around and beat your ass in a second to take the spot. Yeah. And but it's like in this in this case, it's like it's me and you against them. But as soon as that's over, it's back to me and you. And then mm-hmm. I felt that so much in there. And I was like, God damn that. And both these actors are so good. Keith David and Kurt Russell kill this. Yes. In, the, yeah. in just the way they they exude their power in, in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I, w- I will say in my in my ending, in my world, post credit uh-huh. ending, <laughs> there's so many like kind of quasi subterranean spaces in mm. this like like yeah there's when the monster's going below the floorboards well that's obviously below the ground and there's all these like there's all these like caves that like blair builds the cave where he builds a spaceship yeah. And, right yeah and all that kind of stuff like in in the back of my mind and this is the architect in me kind of coming out <laughs> like when you get granted we have like permafrost and stuff in this area but when you're like below the ground the temperature becomes more stabilized and it's not commensurate with like the 20 below or 50 below or hundred below above ground. And in my mind, these guys become quasi survivalists and they figure out a way to live until the rescue party comes. And because it's like, if you don't get like radio chatter for mm-hmm. three months, somebody's going to be like, something's fucking wrong up there. Yeah. We're going to send like some kind of a rescue party or something. They send them probably up. a coast guard. boat. Probably a coat. Well, you know, there's no water, but somehow the boat. Well, no, the, yeah, the the icebreakers. They get there and they drop off. Okay, the well, whatever. Yeah, over. the icebreaker, whatever the, happens. The or, Coast Guard you know. sky boat, Bo. Yeah, sky boat. Exactly. Like, uh, come on. They have helicopters. Sky boat. Too. They have helicopters. We do have helicopters. helicopters. You do have helicopters. I see them all the time. I'm I'm right by the coast. I see Coast Guard helicopters around all the, the time. bay. I but see my all, mind, their, all their stuff. Love it. Yeah, in my mind, they figure out a way to survive. Like they figure okay. out a way to like, they build a shelter. They, they can like, there's enough like fire burning where they can make a constant fire, take parts of the buildings. Like in my mind, they both make it. Oh, like, no, they both absolutely. Make it. Yeah. That's, that, that's my ending. I can they see get that. rescued. They make it. Now what happens to the thing? I've never been able to process it. Because yeah. <laughs> part of me is like, it just takes like the tiniest little like, doesn't even have to be a thing. It could be like a hand yeah. or an arm or or whatever. It doesn't take much, and it just has to freeze. And it can come back to life later. So I don't know. It, I would yeah, say it'd I, probably be an excellent test site for uh, just a little sneaky nuke test. So <laughs> little, I'm with you. I'm with you on just that. Just a little like I know we signed the no test ban. We signed the test ban treaty, but like, do they know? Over yeah. here, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm it's not really near anything. Yeah, so, whatever. So, Bo, with that said, you know, there was talk in like 2005 of making a miniseries, and it starts with them exhuming the frozen bodies of, of these two guys. And so, would that upset you if suddenly they continued the series oh. and answered your question that no, they didn't make it? Or do you prefer the, you uh... prefer this being the definitive end of this story? 
Um, would you disown? I mean, sometimes yeah. people don't want to see I, sequels go on because. Well, I it, think you're right. I think the ending, the way it is, adds a lot to it. Because if I knew what happened, it wouldn't have that intrigue for me. Do you know they actually so released like if I, if, a, on television? They edited because it wasn't successful. The ending. They, they, yeah, they edited the ending and added uh, narration, cream. and they put an ending where the thing imitates a dog and escapes the ruined camp. Um, oh, apparently John oh, Carpenter really? disowned the version. Um, but I heard uh, they shot a final scene where it's uh, they it's a close up on McCready and it pulls back and he's in a, in a glass yes. window and yes, then they yes. pull back and it's like an uh, observation thing and they pull back and he's yeah. in like this. Like he's being. Yeah, that's what I brought. Brother, you, I was like, you can, you can see that. You can find that one. This online. was actually something that, that they shot. released on television. They cut it down so that I it was never heard edited of that. That's for television. No. Um, wow, you know, so huh. I have not heard of that. I don't know that I would like that. I, I think I think I like it the way it ends now because in my mind, we that's win. That's my ending. And yeah. I don't want to have humans win. I'm too old to come up. <laughs> We yeah. always got to have humans well, come out on top, no part, matter what. Part of me is there's still some of the thing somewhere. Like it's both. Fair. Like they live, but the thing got what it wanted by freezing itself so it can survive long term. Yeah. And like the fucking Norwegians will find it again. Warming, when global <laughs> yeah. warming takes over and everything thaws and it can swim to shore in South Africa. Like and take you know or do whatever. Like who knows what happens? But uh, yeah, let's I, hope I that's many like years that. from now. I mean, I get what you're saying, Steve. <laughs> like I don't know that I yeah. like that to have a, a definitive ending. I like, I like that there's no definitive ending. That's just kind of the nature of filmmaking I mean, these days. If you've got a successful Child, movie, there's someone that's going to make want to make a sequel, and and so yeah. it's sometimes it, it's sometimes frustrating that you just yeah. want to see. Your, yeah, no, that that was a, that was a really great. End. Leave it how it is. Yeah. Just leave it. I mean, right. obviously, Child starts a whole sex party thing uh, later in life when he does when he when he moves on and moves to New York and and stars in <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. I mean, there's yeah. that part of his life. So he obviously survives because uh-huh. he starts he does sex He's, party he thing. Survives to be in Devil's Rejects as well. Yeah, um, yep, running exactly. a similar situation over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah, he, well, he obviously. I mean, he lives to fight uh, Roddy Piper later. And, you know what and, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he's got to have a fight. I mean, like, how, how's that going to work? And McReady, he's infected, so he becomes Ego and joins forces with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and gives birth to... Right, exactly. To our, exactly. Uh, but then he becomes Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, there you go. He becomes Santa And then he just <laughs> then delivers he it all, all, over. all over the world. Did Overboard come out before or after the thing? I don't know. After. Oh, I'm sure after. I think it's over. Yeah, it's after. I don't sure. think he'd even met... He'd even met... Uh, uh, his wife, or not his wife, uh, Ted partner. That was five years later. That is way. Why? How did I get my timeline that messed up? Well, that's the year. <laughs> anyway, after, he's got. He's got. A, he's got like borderline little China. He's got a borderline gaslight. He used to live to borderline gaslight uh, a woman who fell <laughs> off the boat into being yeah. his wife mother. Like oh my uh, God. that has to happen. But that is still a great movie, regardless Overboard's of what great. it is. <laughs> Absolutely. So no, my wife and I talk all the time about how you just couldn't make Overboard now. But that we both really oh. like it. Like, there's just a part where you're like, I'm old enough to love Overboard, right? But I'm I've lived long enough, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm young enough at heart, or maybe maybe progressive enough to understand that ain't right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that. Movie you know is what? I I'm the kind of person though that I'll watch something knowing it's not right and go, Yep, that's still funny. I'll watch it. 
But that's the sick kind of person I am. Well, you're a um, fan of my podcast, so I mean, <laughs> like that's basically all we do. There anyway. shows you right there. Uh, I do want to bring up uh, John Carpenter again because he has a recent release as of uh, Thursday. I believe it was October 13th. Thursday. He has uh, sub, uh, Suburban Screams that's streaming on Peacock. It's a uh, it's a um, series of of horror stories um, that just came out, and I'm just curious oh. of what you guys are thinking. I, I I watched the trailer and I was like, oh shit, this guy's still killing it. I'd mess I'd mess with that. Did you guys ever watch uh, Masters of Horror? No, the anthology series that was on, I believe HBO. Ooh, I'm I that? am not a big horror. I, I I mean I love it when I'm with my friends, but I cannot watch this shit alone. Uh, it's one of those things that says a love hate relationship. So, Masters uh, of Horror, uh, is somewhere. Oh, I don't know is. where okay. it, it's 20, 2005, 2006. Masters of Horror, uh, is worth your time, at least certain episodes of it. They're all, okay. um, it, it's an anthology, they're all independent, so it's not like a, a running serial storyline. Uh, and they basically wrote, they got these scripts written up, and they had several, like, various, like, really famous horror directors just choose a script and direct it, right? Oh, uh, okay. John Carpenter did one called Cigarette Burns in season one. <laughs> it is terrifying. It is uh, one of, honestly, one of my favorite things Carpenter's ever done. It's like an hour. Um, it is, I almost, I can't even say anything about it. You just have to watch it. Um, nice. But it is really, really good. And there's other really good stories from that season as well. Uh, but that's, one of the most, I think, the most recent thing I've seen of John Carpenter's. Um, okay, but I, I do just, love him; he's great. I was just curious because, like I said, I'm not a big horror fan, so I'm not big into the genre. Like, I don't know the names and stuff like that. And I just, I saw this out there. Uh, I know we're in our season of watching stuff, and we're currently getting ready to do our fall of uh, the fall of House Usher on Netflix. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, I am four episodes in, and oh my god, is it good? Uh, okay, uh, see this. You guys have seen. You guys seen all the Flanagan stuff? I take it. Yes, yes, we've podcast on all of it. That's why we're we're touching this one. And um, right now, this is kind of topping out. Like I think this might be one of the better ones. Well, we, and we, I, we've known that the track record has sometimes they've started strong and end with a death. Yeah. So so let's not get too. I, I'm three I just, episodes I, in. Yeah, and I'm enjoying. I know it, it starts off so good, and it, it has potential to end very good. I'm, oh, I'm so you guys it. did. You guys did Hill House then. Hill House was our first one. What are you talking about? We're talking about Mike Flanagan on Netflix. Oh, Mike Flanagan shows. So you guys did Hill House? Yeah. We did Hill House. We did Blight Manor. We did Midnight Mass. We did... I love Hill House so much. Yeah. When we did our podcast a couple weeks ago where we talked about our favorite... I haven't seen it. I think Noah and I both put Hill House as our favorite horror. It's series for sure. Completely. Beautiful. It's almost right. it's almost impeccable. Yeah, like it's almost right. like unto, it's almost just infallible. I love it. So, so much. this starts off very close. It, it, it has a good feel like that, um, and so I, I recommend this to everybody. The Fall of Usher so far, at least the first four episodes. Are, yeah, it has a very good story. You, you know, I already wrote um, this down, and I'm gonna make this comment. But it, to me, it's American Horror Story meets, meets Succession. Uh, for, <laughs> oh, right. Really? Bo, Bo I can see that because you've seen Succession. I don't know if Noah's seen Succession. But I have not seen <laughs> it yet, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, one of my favorites in this, though, is Mark Hamill is in it, and he <laughs> is just 
he's lovely. Wow, really? He does the voice awesome. acting for for you know for a lot of like for Joker and, and things like that. Yeah, he really kind of brings that stuff, voice right? acting to this role. He's got kind of this gruff voice and stuff. But nice. And is and the way he is physically, it's just like <laughs> oh my god. I it's, it's, I just look at him and go oh my god, Luke, you've grown up so he's, much. He's like a golem <laughs> at the same time, but he's the lawyer. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's good. So awesome. it's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, if if you're a horror fan, this is something I, I recommend highly. Uh All Netflix right. has killed it with Mike Flanagan. Mike and, Flanagan is yeah, he's, this is his fifth year, sixth year now doing yes, the fifth year, I think. So his last year yeah. on Netflix, I think he's defecting over to Amazon. But uh this is and this is his take on Edgar Allan Poe. So it's not it's uh, not the the tale. Instead, he draws from a lot mm-hmm. of Edgar Allan Poe oh. material to make this but it's all original. Do a lot. Do, does he have the same like cast members return? Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. of them. And that's, uh, and that's why I called out American Horror Story because that does that same thing where it's yeah because they, they recycle those those yeah, actors. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of them that that have been in some of the previous ones. Some that are just been in one. Some that have been in multiple. And uh, yeah, he definitely has his people that he brings back. His in. wife, uh, the the woman that played Theodora in uh, Hill House, is like so good. She is yeah. so just everything did, she's in. She's did fantastic. you see Midnight Mass? Yes. Okay. That that was a And great... she she just destroyed that show. She yeah. was so good. she she uh, yeah. It was it, she was amazing. Um I still rank Hill House over over Midnight Mass. It, it's it, Hill House is the best of all of them for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, we have a thing where, where we basically where we, uh, where we call if, if you call something like Mama Duck, I don't know if I Mama Ducked that. You're like how a duck opens her eyes and sees Mama, and that's like Mama. Yeah. We have that phrase on the show where we're kind of like, I don't know if that was Mama Duck. If like I opened my eyes to Hill House and now that's Mom, and like any show oh, would be below that. You know, it's kind of like yeah. music with albums. Like the first album you get into a into by a band may be the Mama Duck record, and every other record can be. Honestly, technically better than that one, but you mama ducked on the first one, so you're you're in that you're on that record, you know. Yeah, that's um, a great a great way to say that because yeah, we we've talked about it with movies where it's kind of like it imprints on you, um, and and it could do no wrong from that point, and and you, yeah. some of the actors, some of the directors, some of the things with it, it's that imprint print holds till the end, and and it, it, I see that with with music too, and maybe that's that's the case with this, but I. I I'm, so, I'm so clearly up. you saw Thor before you saw any of the other Marvel movies, right? Is that that's Shut why up. you're such a Thor fan? Right? Actually, you know what? I read I read Mama Ducked on Thor. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I read Thor when I was in high school, and I actually have drawings of where I did pencil drawings uh, from different comic. So maybe that is the case. But he is also the best fucking person there, and Thor Ragnarok is one of the best movies there. And I don't care what you say, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> you know so. what I say. I know. <laughs> I just uh, say it because I love you. You know, I'm yeah. just messing around. Anyway, Staying is is the thing is one of these movies that people talk about. Like I I, I listened to a couple of podcasts and and people were were saying that like and these are people that are young like like in their early twenties now. So they they weren't even alive when this shit came out. And they're like, yeah. this is my favorite fucking movie, my That's favorite awesome. horror movie. I love to hear that. And I was like. I, you know, it took me so long to watch this, and I've, I've heard tons about it for, for years and years, and I was like, I need to watch this. And, you know, I know, Ryan, you said this was one of your favorite movies when we were talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, I okay, it. I need to watch it. And that's why I was like, this is a perfect one for this podcast. Because <laughs> I love finding things that I haven't seen and someone has an attachment to that they really, really want to talk about. And I'm like, okay, I want to know why. And yeah. I understand this because 
this still holds up. This, I mean, no, you mentioned people in their twenties not being alive. Well, people could be forty years old and they weren't alive when this movie came out. Just throwing that out there. God, that's sad. That's crazy. (laughs) This movie came out the year I was born. Like, (laughs) so I'm as old as this movie is. Thanks. Yeah, don't make me feel any older because <laughs> I I was almost driving age when this came out. So thank well, you, Ryan. I appreciate wow. It. Well, hey, look, look. Honestly, I have I have friends that are that much younger than me, and oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I just when you realize you're the oldest person in the room, you're like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, well, that's uh, the benefit of having an older wife. I'm usually the youngest person. In the room. See, it's just all, yeah. My wife's younger than me. Like, yeah. So it, it's always a matter of like you know that, but it, it's. I mean, but yeah, you, you catch it later, right? Because like, yeah, because I mean, the year came out, the movie came out the year I'm born. However, I don't know. Like I said, I walked into a video store and they were, I was like, I want something like Night of the Living Dead. The guy gave me that. I've loved it literally since then. I think it is indelible. Like you're saying, Noah, I think it's it just, it just carries on and the tone is just awesome. And yeah. people love it. And yeah. it's also the movie that you can, you can get all like, oh, I love the tone, the dark tone. You can also love this movie because it has fucking flamethrowers. There's flamethrowers, <laughs> and there's guys that, that that have to have the fire extinguishers. Never forget, you know what I mean? Like for every yeah. one fire yeah. flamethrower, you got to have what? <laughs> Usually it's Palmer, and it's Palmer. Three, and someone. Three guys. Windows. Windows has a fire extinguisher. Windows. On. Windows is a big fire Windows, extinguisher. Palmer's guy. first. Palmer's Palmer's usually first in the fray. In the dog kennel, yeah. Palmer's slid down there like, let's go, let's get this thing out of yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has that. It has explosions. It has blood. It has blood in the boots on the ground. It, somebody eats windows. Yep. It's got all <laughs> these things. It's got all these things that are just entertaining too. And it's, so right. it, yep. it, creatures it, and effects it just, you've never seen before, and you never will see ever again. They're so yeah. original. Well, those practical has, effects, Steve, are you're right, are amazing. Some of the molds, some of the statues, some of whatever you call them that they're making out of this world and just the sequences themselves stuff. how those scenes are put together are just unbelievably I- in- interesting and 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 yeah. unique well and yeah, i want to talk absolutely. about kurt russell real quick because he had one of the best beards in film and one of the yeah. best haircuts in I film could, i'm surprised it doesn't have its own credit well and that's yeah, it should. Hat. and that hat that hat should have had its own i mean it should have a sequel you know that in, hat in, was alone. Yes, in the acting like like credits, it should have been like starring Kurt Russell. The next frame should have been and his hairdresser, and then Keith David, and like you you go on from yeah. there. Like she got it should have at least got the second billing because that hair is feathered right. out, dude. His, it is just eighties one hundred percent. Like it's so nineteen eighty two. I mean, it's, it's such a nineteen eighty two haircut. <laughs> So the funny so thing good. is, is he has that same hair a newborn. Uh, last year when he did the Santa Claus movie, he has that same hair. That guy is is <laughs> incredible. Like he's in his 70s and he's still rocking that same do. I remember seeing him in like, in like, I guess so. Yeah, I remember I seeing him in sense, Death yeah. Proof. And, 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 and I went and saw so many of his movies. He's one of my favorite actors. I mean, yes. I really like the stuff he's in. Oh, I saw. Um, I remember, yeah, I went and saw Grindhouse like sight unseen. It just came out. I was like, oh, Quentin Tarantino. Why not Robert Regas? Let's go. And I and I so I didn't know who was in it or what, right? And so with Kurt Russell's, I was like, oh, oh, that's badass. And he's great in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and, he's a national treasure. And he he's not. I've been the, watching him since he was a kid. Go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just being. There's a little twist in his character. He's not the hero in the end. He becomes yeah, pretty pretty. Blue he is like an anti-hero, right? Oh, he's yeah. an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. He is. Say, yeah. Yes, but computer sure. wore tennis shoes when he's like 15 years old in a Disney movie. Yeah. Like he's like, 
like such a nerdy dude in that movie, but then he yeah. goes to like 15 years later, here he is, McCready, Vietnam War vet. I mean, Snake Bliskin, Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. I mean, like yeah. just like every role he's had is just he's great in all yeah. of them. So here's an interesting little, and and I don't know how close we're getting to the end. It's been we're pretty one close. Of the, one of the yeah. longest podcasts we've done, quite frankly, which I like <laughs> because I could talk I'm for sorry. another two and a half hours. But um, yeah. if you look at everybody who stars in this movie, who's like not the Norwegians, let's take the Swedes out of it. But um, you know, um, everybody else who's like a speaking role in this movie in English. When you look at their IMDb page, the thing is in their top four. Every yeah, single yeah. one of them. Oh, yeah. Every single one has the thing in their top four, which is amazing because it's like not everybody, like some of the guys, yes, of course. Gary, yes, he should have that. Windows. <laughs> no. Windows. Guys. Windows, like, that might child. be his own. It's like four pictures of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, you look at like Childs, McCready, yeah. um, you know, Wilford Brimley, yeah. like all these guys. Like are so much better known and so much more oh, famous. Oh, hundred percent. I would go. I would go Quaker Oats for for Wilfred Brimley <laughs> before I went the, the thing, thing for everybody in the world. But here's the thing in this top four. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, well, well. Uh, famously, um, when I was a kid, uh, I, I I actually I recognized the first time I saw this. Just kidding. What was that? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> you want a video wait, membership? Wait. <laughs> never, never that. Cool, dude. Come on, um, I. Uh, I actually recognized Clark, okay, when I first saw this movie. Oh, I recognized wow. Clark at okay. 15. And I was like, oh my God. Nice. It's... Because back in the day, ABC, I guess ABC, you they used to show like around Halloween. You guys remember they used to show like these like family Halloween movies they made? Mm -hmm. oh, like these made for TV movies. Do you guys remember Mr. Yeah. Boogity? <laughs> Do not remember Mr. Boogity. Your yes, boy Clark is the dad in Mr. Boogity. Okay, oh. now because of VHS and whatever, like my mom like recorded those for me or something. Oh, and nice. I rewatched Mr. Boogity way too much, dude. It was not just an ABC uh, Halloween uh, made for TV movie for me. It was like I watched it all the time. So when it was I finally for it was my <laughs> mom and duck for for Clark. Yeah. So yeah. when I get the thing, I'm popping in. I'm like, it's like dun dun. I'm like, oh damn, this is crazy. Okay. When Clark shows up, I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's the dad from Mr. Boogity. <laughs> I still I still call him that. Like, like if because nice. he, he's been in other stuff. He's been in some other made for TV movies, um, one of which is uh, called Nightmares. Um, and uh, it is a made for TV movie compilation that stars, among other people, Emilio Estevez, by the way, um, in a, a short called Bishop of Battle, where he he. He's a kid in the 80s who's like playing an arcade game and he basically like breaks the arcade game and it comes to life and kills him. It's pretty great. Oh, um, like Tron. Tron-esque. Yeah. It, very, very Tron-esque, yeah. Um, but he's also into like 80s punk. It's really cool. And then uh, yeah. uh, the dad from Mr. Boogity, a.k.a. Clark, is in another one called The Night of the Rat. So I actually have a rat? weird... The Night of the Rat is what it's called. Okay. Um, it is about a family and um, I'm, I think the there's an anti-Semitic theme um oh, that, no. I, that i've picked up just <laughs> just because the they have this rat infestation and they call this um they call this uh uh you know pest removal guy and he's just like yeah. obviously jewish 
And at one point, he basically says, like, you have a really bad rat infestation. You need help because it's really bad. But the dad from Mr. Boogity slash Clark slash dad in Night of the Rat doesn't want to pay him. And literally says at one point, like, you're trying to jit me or something. I was like, that, yeah. Only yeah. in the oh, 80s. No. Anyway, yeah. Night of the Rat, the worth your time. Nightmares worth your time. And I'll leave it right. at that, Clark. Good I, I, have, I have bumped into Clark a lot in my <laughs> media viewing no one else so, by the way That's I, I i wanted to check on bo's bo's quote about all these guys as as and he is dead right every one of them has the thing as one of their top four movies <laughs> That's awesome and, and i was i'm like are you kidding me all of these and some of these guys have been in some huge movies yeah uh, and so i went down and i ended up on windows the last one and it, the first thing is the thing this guy was in the warriors which is, you know, a huge movie. Oh my God, not, I can't believe I forgot that. Yes. The, not the even Warriors, in the top. Like the movie The Warriors, not the series yes. that's out now. No, the movie The Movie The, movie, yes, the Warriors. Yes, he was in The Warriors. Absolutely. Same hairdo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Not, Dude. Even in, not even as a top four. The thing is number one. I was like, my, are you yeah. kidding me? I forgot I, he is one of the, yep, he's one of the Warriors. So oh, I, uh, I, I forgot just, too, yeah. I mean that's insane that that this movie is that big on every. I mean even Kurt Russell, it's like, one of his top four, and he has some hits. Click on, so, click on, but click on John. Car I don't think it's one of John Carpenter's top fours. Oh shit, that's that's brutal a little bit if that's true. That's interesting if that's the case, but um, you, you know uh, you could be right. Let's you know why though because because he was the director, not an actor. But yeah, well, and it which is really weird he because it had uncredited. Well, oh, he played one of the Norwegians. I mean, uh, he played. He, yeah, he was. So the interesting thing is, he's known for Halloween, The Fog, Dark Star, Dark Star, and Escape from New York is what his four up. No there one are. knows Dark Star. Dark Star, and all four of those. Are Star. You would absolutely Starman. You can't put the thing below Dark Star. Not only that, but all no. four of those are rated below the star rating. Uh, uh, the thing has an 8.2. Oh, really? All of those are below that. Halloween is the highest with a 7.7. .7. So I'm I'm really surprised at that. Like I said, I I didn't know he did. Um, you know, uh, God, what's the one I'm thinking of? Um, Big, Big Trouble, Trouble in Little China. Uh huh. Yeah. I, He's I really mean, diverse. I think, he can be funny as hell. Too. I like love his, that movie. He has great so. comedic timing. Like as a writer and a director, absolutely. It's interesting. They live is like half half of they live is like a comedy. It's yeah. like so funny. True. Right. Half. I always I will half, say but. I always mix him up. I always mix him up with when I first when I first hear his name for some reason, I always mix him up with John Landis. So I always think he directed <laughs> Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a very different movie. It'd be a very oh different God. Animal House, absolutely. Maybe Which actually would be funny if your your video with the with the uh, Michael Jackson because <laughs> I think he did that. John if, Landis. Yeah. Oh. Look at this. It's it's a it's rated number one fifty two on all of IMDb. The thing. Wow. It. I can the see thing that. Is rated I mean, number one fifty two. That's. Impressive. I mean, let's not forget about Assault on Precinct Thirteen. Have you guys seen that? Oh, I think I have. I think I might have once. The John Travolta yeah. version. <laughs> No, they they remade it. Okay, maybe that's the one I saw. At some point, like uh, aughts, teens, like t you know, two thousand somethings. Um, but the original okay. is pretty great. 
it it's all it also has a ensemble cast trapped they're they're trapped in a police station during like yeah. a riot and like uh, basically it's weird but like three gangs the short synopsis is three gangs get together and make like a blood oath to basically just all gang together and attack the police um and there are all these people stuck in this uh in this police station and it's really cool um i like it a lot if you ever they did it's they like did a remake in 2005 like fourth movie's done yeah it was so, early I saw I saw the remake because it has Ethan Hawke and Loris Fitchburn, so it was yes, a big and deal. they did and they did a pretty good job. I thought honestly, I, I didn't yeah. hate that remake. I, I think that's the one I saw. I don't think I ever saw the original. The All right, well, th- speaking of the original, we're gonna get back to the thing just for the final, so we can yes. uh, bring this up. We this is a great movie. I, I'm so glad we did this for the for our spooky season because it fits right in with it. Yes, it's it's. It's horror adjacent. I don't know if this is is exactly horror horror movie. Um, it's very um, action packed, yeah. uh, thriller. Um, it kind of gets it because of the blood and guts and the death and stuff like that, which you know usually brings the horror. But this to me doesn't fall into that. That's what most horror movies come kind of the slasher, the Freddy Kruegers, the the you know Halloween and things like that where it's just we're gonna slash people for no reason. This actually has a story behind it, and I think it it rises it above it. Um, but I enjoyed it in, immensely, and and it and it has one of the best jump scares I've seen in a long time. Yes, with, yep. with something that you yep. would have never thought would be a jump scare. Um, nope. Besides that, some great acting. Uh, it's got Jed the dog who killed it. Uh, you know um, the hat that uh, it it did its job. Um, you know the beard alone, and the bottle of JB JMB uh, scotch. Yes. Uh, just that alone makes this an incredible and, movie. And so the catchphrases, you like, yeah. Fuck <laughs> oh my you god, dude, right? Cheating so bitch. many great lines. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you guys aren't. That was that was a fun open. Oh my god, that, we haven't done that. Like we haven't had an opening like that where everybody just drops. And and I know a lot of podcasts, that's their kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I, it might, it might have to become, you know, 200 episodes. We find something new and, and it might oh, just have okay. to be the deal. I, yeah. I like it. Everybody, everybody has a line from the movie. Yeah, Everybody right? has a line or just, yeah, Oh, that would be it. That's it. That, we that have re- a drink and a line. It really from the worked movie. out here. It really worked out here. <laughs> it, it did. So good. Cause I was there going like when it started, I was like, all right, like, no one take my line. Like, just, <laughs> it's like don't take it. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, that that's like gotta be there. Um, absolutely, I'm I so glad I, that you watched it, Noah. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's crazy so thing that you've seen it for the good. first time now, and that and that's so that's so awesome. Like, I love. Will that. you watch well, it again? Will you watch? Ooh, it again? good question. Good question. Bro. I, I would actually again? watch. I actually would watch this again because I I want to kind of see. I want to look behind the scenes. I want to I want to kind of look behind the people and pick up stuff, you yeah. know. And that's kind of. Uh, Three pieces of milk duds on the shelf, stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, I want to see what kind of stuff Nalls has in his kitchen. Like, you know, has he got a you know a couple cases of T bones? Because I know that's what my cook would have had. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Old school filmmaking. It's damn good filmmaking. Yeah, uses like uses that's true. Pulls a lot of hundred percent true. Yeah, it's 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 handmade. Yeah, I think that's the thing that like it's something that was made description. Yeah, with with one's hands. It's not slick. It's not. It is handmade, and you can go in there and pause. I've done that. Um, I had a friend in, in uh, who was in film school who uh, had to had to count cuts on the thing, so oh, he was shit. like having to go shot to shot, list the shot, and make a shot list out of it. Yeah. And I was uh. there in his apartment when he was doing it, 
and we just sat there and and, and it's 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 really good as far in as you zoom in on it. Is and there that's a lot of rewinding when that happens? Is that I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about the process, but I'd imagine there's a lot of rewinding in that process. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Counting cuts, yeah, because things. Yeah. And, and what's kind of cool is it. it actually if there's a lot you, of quick cuts, right? You gotta like. Yes. Back no. Up. It, Wait it, a minute, it makes it. It, writing them, it's like almost anything like when you write when you write down a note to yourself you remember it right you go yeah, yeah and sometimes yep. just you could write it on a piece of paper and throw it on the, in the garbage and you'd remember it now <laughs> right um like counting cuts is a lot that same way and not right. to get to a big tangent but like i was just there watching him do it and and i and he was saying it out loud and, and and we were talking about it and like it made me appreciate every little stitch in the movie right yeah. and it's just it's just really cool so I'm so, I'm so glad you, you saw it, Noah, and, and I'm so glad to be on the episode because I, I love talking about it. It's great. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, everybody great. has an opinion about this movie. Like, I'm, I'm noticing from here, but everybody you talk to that's seen this movie, everybody has, and it always seems positive, but everybody has something to say about this movie. Yeah. It's so good. There's the jump scare. There's this scene. There's that scene. There's, like, whatever. But everybody has an opinion about this. I think there's a lot of mama ducks out there too that uh from what oh, I was yeah. listening to that a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I saw this when I was young and it stuck with me, or I saw this at this point because I wasn't into scary movies and someone said, Oh, this will be a good one for you and you yeah. know, and, and I was like, Oh, I get it. And so I yeah. You know, we did that with There Will Be Blood. I hadn't seen that and that's and that's what yeah. I love is the fact is finding people uh, you know, that have these movies that they love and and, and I haven't seen and they come on and they, they go just deep into it and I'm like I'm right there with you or I have questions and I'm like, what the hell or why? <laughs> and so, but it always brings me to new things because there is so yeah. much media out there that, you know, if you don't step out of your comfort zone, you're never going to see it all. Um, you're never, you're, and you're going to miss tons of tons of good stuff. And, and that's, and you know, I have my comfort zone where the stuff I like and talking to people Four. like you and talking <laughs> I've only seen it like a hundred times, but it's not that much. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but it's it, it's fun for me to go and see these and, and and understand why people and then and then be able to ask them the questions like why is this and 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 get into their world of why they love yeah. it yeah and thank you for bringing that to us because that's that's kind of it's it, this has been on my mind since I think there will be blood is when we talked about it and I, I've I've always been going oh we can get them back with the thing I know we can get them back with the thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. well I said I believe I said on there will be blood I said hey. Don't worry. Next time we get together, we'll do something way lighter. Yeah. <laughs> and now, granted, almost any movie is lighter than There Will Be Blood, so right. I don't think it was like a lie. But like, you know, the thing is, but that know. was still an excellent movie. It's I, not a blood the thing, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, such no. a good and movie. And that's though, what I too. love about doing listening to your podcast. Um, not not. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. I don't listen to your podcast sure, because that's I don't fine. have that. Yeah, you you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love about like being involved with this podcast and also listening listening yeah. to the other episodes because like I get to hear about like I my comfort zone is the size of South America, so I don't really have this small comfort zone. But it's good to get those different movies and. Like I still haven't seen Haunting a Hill House and I do want to see that. And there's still other movies I want to see and hearing about other stuff you see. And like you're doing this sort of you're kind of getting into a little Wes Anderson tangent with some of your stuff yeah. and all that. And and like hearing about some of those movies and things. And that's what I like about like one being involved, but two listening to your podcast, among others, is getting to hear about. And Ryan, I'll tell you what, um, this is my first exposure to you and I will 
Your your podcast is on my list. I'm a completist, okay. so I have some other podcasts I have to listen to. Too, you know, and it's like if it's enter. I mean, if Noah listens to it, it's obviously entertaining. Um, you it know, is. It is. I, I don't think I have to have a a a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like affinity, and maybe I will after, but I'll start listening mm-hmm. just because. Like I just like the entertainment value and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, that's what I like about it. So yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it, that's great. You need to jump on what they call the 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 journey, Bo. It's not too long. It's three hundred and something episodes. Yeah. Just three hundred? Yeah, probably three hours each. Right? It's just the oh, best absolutely. Of life. <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other and way. They, no, and they you, are. Yeah, they definitely you can't are. Stop but, it. You the start. early ones are so much fun and laugh. Um, the, <laughs> the only problem I had with the early ones is that I was years behind them. So I was like, I wanted to, to come out and throw out like, hey, hey what's going on? And I'm, I'm, they're like four years down the road. I know. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. It's like I want to I want to like I'll hear some <clears throat> continuity thing that somebody will mention in a podcast. I'm like, oh. That's from uh, 2017. I probably shouldn't you know, bother. Yes. <laughs> I, I have to say, I celebrated the day that I caught up to live episodes, but then I also nice. kicked myself because uh, it, then I was like, oh, now I got to get one a week. I remember, I, remember, I remember that email actually because I remember reading it out loud and being like, yeah, you, you were like, yeah, you know, like so excited. I finally caught up to Real Soup. And, and me and Eric were like, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And then your next line's like, yeah, but now it sucks because I realize you guys only put out like one episode a month sometimes, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no. It was so it was it was pretty funny. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, we don't, we don't sometimes. And we like, used to get no really time prolific. Sometimes we're not. Like it just it's yeah. whatever is going on. And we used to get some uh, podcast uh, episodes on the the Patreon, the, the new time for socks, but we haven't had those in a while either. Yeah, so, well, I mean, you can blame. Wait. <laughs> That's no it, time for I we have we have bonus episodes that we need to get back to making. Uh, where it's the boners just talking about yeah the boners uh, the bonus episodes and uh, where we're just talking, um and for our patrons um and I think the first time we got on the mic the, we were telling ourselves look these have to be like thirty minutes they're really short they're just us talking that's it like yeah. and it's just whatever we're talking about. Theoretically, 30 minutes, but we, we told ourselves, we're like, look, we're already doing the podcast and extra sh- content, and it, it does need to be, but let's just try to be brief. So we gassed ourselves up on, like, let's go, let's go, mm-hmm. lightning round, let's go, let's go. So I think the first time we hopped behind the mic, Eric's like, all right, we're here. Oh, oh, and I said something like, yeah, no time for socks, because I had taken my <laughs> socks and shoes off somewhere in the in his house where we were sitting around. And I meant and fully stuck. to put my at least my socks back on before we went in and recorded because my feet were cold, and uh, I didn't, so I just blurted no time for socks, and that's and that's, what it, that's what nice. it became called. But, uh, cool. yeah, yeah, no, uh, we, we want to get back to those, obviously. You can blame uh, Eric's British calendar for, for one of them. <laughs> like, so Monday, uh, starting on Monday? British starting on Monday, and this guy's like, look, man, that calendar starts on Monday. And I'm like, look, like, we missed two Figure episodes. That shit out. <laughs> That very Christian out. of him. You know, very, if I can make Christian are you, of him. You guys are on tomorrow? You got if you guys are on tomorrow, I'm I'm calling him out. I'm calling him out. We're, we'll see. We're, we're not doing an episode tomorrow, no. Yeah. Because okay. Eric's calendar. Because Eric's calendar comes from across the ocean. Like why? <laughs> like why? Wow. Like yeah, I've I've made fun of him a lot about it. So nice. please make sure to make fun of him more. Oh, I will. I'll do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <sighs> well, I thanks Ryan for being here. That was yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Uh, if if you are still listening to us, go check out Turtle Soup. Uh, if you're into turtles, it is like I said, the best uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 
uh, podcast out there. Uh, you're going to get all the deep dive and daddy stuff on it, uh, which is it, I, they 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 bring out every nugget you could even think of. Uh, yeah. it, it's so fun. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, join us next week when we're actually going to finish off uh, the fall of House Usher with our friend Alicia. We're going to get together. We're going to talk about the first seven episodes, and then we're going to watch the final one together, and then talk about the whole series. I, I'm I'm totally into this series. It is great. If you are into Mike Flanagan, um, he he is doing it again. He 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 knows what he's doing when he's making these series. Um, he's got he's got a knack for this shit. Um, check that out. Uh, check out our old episodes. Uh, there's so much out there for anything you could be into. Two hundred two of them. I know it's so crazy. Beautiful. <clears throat> Interesting. This is going to be one of those first weeks where we actually are putting out a double episode because we're I'm going to release uh, uh, Exorcist Believer and this episode both tomorrow. Oh, oh nice. So so people are going to get hit with a double and they're like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like free Patreon, you know, that extra episode a week. Right. You what? need at least like four flame before uh, fire extinguishers for that. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> at least. <laughs> What, uh, lightning so. round, lightning round, Noah and, and everybody here. Who's your? Uh, we each get to pick a, a fire extinguisher guy uh, from the cast for to put out the fire of a double episode Look, of how he sees it. It's, it's Nalls. I got to go with Nalls. You're, you're going to draft Nalls. All right. Yeah, you always go with the cook. Steve Nalls. Steve, who's your guy? Who's on the fire extinguisher too? Oh, oh, the fire. Well, I mean, Blair's my guy, but I don't know if he has a file. Does he have a file fire extinguisher? He builds a he builds a spaceship down there. He does. So, we yeah. never talked about I, the spaceship. He I, does I'm it. sure he could. Okay, and and he makes a noose. He makes a noose and builds right. a spaceship. Yeah. Might as well yeah. be a fire extinguisher. There we go. Okay, <laughs> okay. sounds good. Bo, Bo, who do you got? I'm, I'm going with Windows. Uh, honestly, I, I'm going to go with Windows for my fire extinguisher guy. You would be a Windows guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm going with Palmer. Palmer, I've Palmer, seen his, yeah. I've seen yeah. his work. I think it's a safe pick. You know what I mean? I think I think he's he can handle it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice, awesome. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us, and that's how we seize it. Hail Caesars. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you too. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>